rolling on uh, Audacity now. Okay. What were you going to say? Nothing. I'll, nothing. I'll leave it. Are you going to save it for the show? Leave it for maybe after. <laughs> use it for well, well we can use it for content. You know, everything's everything's content yeah. now. Hmm. Can't see when I'm speaking because of my pop shield is in the way. Mm. <sighs> it's fine. I know that. I know that you are still speaking, so that's mm. that's not a problem. All right. And uh, yes, welcome along. Um, leaving that little bit of behind the scenes chit chat there. I think um, this is uh, this is Junior Funners. Uh, you're listening to Junior Funners right now, and it's your favourite podcast in the whole wide world. Hosted by your two best friends, uh, which is me, I'm Ollie, and then that's Lawrence there. Uh, greetings, listeners. Uh, this may be the most fired up and mad as heck that I shall ever be Wait, oh, on this podcast. Coaster. Um, yeah, we're coming in hot on this one. Yeah, we're, 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 we're peed, peed the H off, I think it's fair to say, aren't we? I'm pretty mad in my own sarcastic ironic way yeah it's like it's difficult because like you know we gotta Despite being pretend like we don't care about anything from everything but also yeah, we, also this we, is the maddest we've ever been in our entire life but actually we, we, it's we, funny to us actually it's funny actually, and we're laughing but yeah, also uh, we are shaking and crying and red and nude uh, right now we're wailing and gnashing our teeth um, because well been, this I've is been in this the is the arsenal. fetal position all night. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been stewing and uh yeah, I have been I've been holding my arm you know what, Lawrence, my arms uh, are, are tired because I've been holding this L uh since the weekend. No, wait, I've been holding an L basically all week because we got you know, we, we lost well, let's let's get into it. This is the Arsenal podcast. Let's get into some Arsenal news and uh let's try and unravel some of this let's try and uh dissect this gordian knot of rage that uh, that we find ourselves in so here's arsenal news is that the right expression gordian knot i don't know um, but anyway, never heard of it. Uh, we, it, it's been a bad week, bad, bad seven days for Arsenal. Mm. It was, uh, it was pretty good last weekend. We, uh, we, we thrashed, uh, Sheffield United at home. Um, our boy Eddie got, uh, got his first Premier League hat trick, not his first hat trick for Arsenal. He did get a hat trick in the League Cup. Was it last season or season before? I think it was last season, wasn't it? Because he, we, oh. we beat, uh, Sunderland at home and Charlie. Charlie Patino came on and scored, which was nice. Right, I think. See, I, this is this is where I, I don't know. And okay, uh, <laughs> um, some fan you are. Um, okay, yep. but yeah, we, uh, we yeah, so we we yeah we beat uh, Sheffield United at home five nil. Could have been even more, to be honest. Um, and that was coming off the back of a, a very uh, hard fought win uh, against Seville. Um, uh, away, uh, which was uh, which was a great match, but uh, yeah, very tense towards the end. We we were two 0 up. They pulled a goal back from a set piece. We really didn't defend it all that well. Um, so it was quite a tense finale. 
uh, to the game. And then uh, Gabriel Jesus went off injured holding his hamstring, which has fucked us because um, it means that everybody's talking again about how we need a striker. But yeah, so we, we, were, we were on a high after that and we had West Ham in the Carabao Cup. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bag of shite. Lost uh, three, well, it was 3-1 in the end, wasn't it? I think we got, we got one back with like the very last kick of the game. Yes, now, um, exposing myself again, um, I forgot to watch the highlights for that game. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, uh, I don't think, there's, there's not really much to be gained, I think, from watching it. it you know, I think the scoreline tells you all you need to know. Um, yeah, we, 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 weren't, we weren't good enough. Um, was it just a case of West Ham taking their chances for a change? It just so happened to be against Arsenal after whichever game it was they had before. Um, was it against I, Everton? Or is it... I can't remember. I mean, I think it Yeah, it was, it was against Everton that was where they lost 1-0. So they were probably out for a bit of, you know, instant reply. And we, yeah. we just happened to be in the way. Um, but I think I it's it, the game, it, so I don't know. It didn't help that we, I think, we gifted them an own goal as well. Uh, don't forget, so that that kind of sort of set things up uh, in the worst possible way. Um, yeah, moving on from that, you know, like we 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 never, we, I mean, we fucking, you know, we we've yeah, we don't, <laughs> we've never done well in the Carabao Cup, uh, even when, even when we've like got to the final and stuff. Um, yeah, we've never, never done well. Um, but bigger fish to fry, mate. Yeah, although I don't know, do we? I got the top four because it's looking looking tough. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, very competitive this season. Uh, getting a top four place, but yeah, so that you know that that was uh, that was disappointing. Um, but we yeah we had. Very big game, and I think I, I even sort of earmarked this match as a potential banana peel to our uh, our season. You know, our, our good run that we were on uh, against Newcastle at St James's Park, and and so it turned out to be. Um, you know, yeah, I was proven right in the worst possible way. So where do we begin? <laughs> okay, so I think before we get into the the controversy. Um, I think the actual performance w- wasn't very good. I think we 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 really miss Martin Odegaard. Um, yeah, he that, that showed. Yeah, very much so. Um, his uh, kind of just his presence, his calmness, his movement with the ball. Um, yeah, we we don't really have anyone that can do what he does. Uh, I, to be fair, most teams don't. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Without him in these in these big matches, uh, you know, against your against your Newcastle's and your your Liverpool's and your Man Cities, um, yeah, to not have a player of his his caliber available, let alone the fact that he's the captain, um, any team any team's going to struggle. But yeah, we we really missed him, and that showed. Um, continuing question marks over Kai Havertz. I I want him to do well, but I did. I think I did voice some concerns when we first signed him that 
you know, is he going to end up being another Urzil? And uh, I don't know. At least um, the only thing I can say positive right now is at least he's showing a bit of more oomph, albeit um, nearly getting himself sent off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's using his physicality, shall we say? You know, being the 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 big lanky boy that he is. Um, um, very lucky. Yeah, extremely lucky to. Yeah, yeah, because that but was it, a nasty, nasty challenge. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then also, uh, I mean, the goalkeeping situation. Um, it's it's a weird one. Um, it you know. Mikel Arteta sort of was very bullish on the fact that he was like, nope, we've got two first choice goalkeepers now. But clearly that's not true. I mean, we've got one first no. choice goalkeeper, which is David Raya, and then we've got the cup goalkeeper, which is Ramsdale. And now he's not, you know, he's not going to get to play in the cup anymore well, until, <laughs> until January. Uh, if we play in the FA Cup. But yeah, that's, you know, now we're out of the Carabao Cup. He's probably not going to, that's it. He's not going to get to play any more games unless Arteta decides enough is enough from Raya because he is he's continuing to make some high profile boo boos. Yeah, let's be honest. That's what I was leading to with the Newcastle goal. I mean, so many. It's like it's like the perfect sort of every decision that a goal a referee or VAR could have made and yet didn't and mm. somehow still a goal but doesn't help by the fact that the goalkeeper completely fumbles it just com- like yeah and yeah, almost switches big... off and just like stands there and it just watches yeah. anyway big um, flap from him um should have dealt with the cross better uh yeah it and it, it's like i said it's not the first time he's we mm. were kind of told that he was being brought in because he was better in the air you know dealt with crosses better and he was better with his feet his distribution was supposed to be better and i would those are those are all the things that he seems to be worst at at the moment he seems to be struggling with those things specifically getting exposed um yeah supposedly mudrick was told by the goalkeeper coach at chelsea to he comes out a lot so uh Mm. You know, just loft, lift it over him. So he's becoming Almunia. He's becoming another Almunia. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. um, it, yeah, it, it, it does seem as though other teams have maybe figured it, it. I don't know. It could be a combination of things. Other teams have sort of figured him out. Uh, uh, it could be that he... He seems nervous. I don't know if it's the, the sort of the pressure of moving from a club like Brentford to a club like Arsenal, um, you know, that's obviously quite a big adjustment. No disrespect to Brentford, obviously, but yeah, you know, he's now playing Champions League football and that. Um, yeah, I... Uh, yeah. And it seems particularly harsh on Heron Ramsdale, really, because he didn't yeah. really do anything wrong. It's, you know, he, no. he had a really good season last season. He had a good start to this season, in fact. Um... You know, it was it was all kind of like it all seemed to be lining up for him to become the England number one. You know, it was sort of, you know he was sort of edging yeah. ahead of Pickford in most people's estimation. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. So maybe I I would like to see. So the, our next match out as a 
this recording. Um, our next match is uh, at home to Sevilla. Sevilla. Um, I'd like to see Ramsdale back in goal for that. I think that yeah. would probably be a good opportunity just to maybe take Raya out of the firing line um, and just sort of, yeah, get Ramsdale some more minutes in a big game. You know, he yeah. did so well last season and his reward ostensibly was to get to play in the Champions League this season and he hasn't yet. He hasn't had that opportunity. So, yeah, why not? Uh, I'd say, yeah, give him a chance. And then, depending on how that goes, you know, next match in the league at the weekend, home to Burnley. You know, again, that's sort of a fairly low uh, low risk thing. You can maybe bring Raya back in for that one. I don't know. Or stick Ramsdale, give Raya a bit more of a break. Think about it again after the international break, but um, yeah, I I don't know where where do you now that we're sort of what are we ten eleven games into the season we're sort of you know it's a, a third more or less a third of the season no quarter of the season sorry um, done sort of where do you stand on this kind of goalkeeping conundrum? Well, personally, I just kept Ramsdale. I don't see how Ray is better than Ramsdale. I mean. I think nobody would have minded it maybe if he had just if it had been the other way around maybe if Raya was the one who was playing in because it would have probably mm. been a bit more but I just think Arteta's kind of shot himself in the foot by trying to justify it as like oh well I've always wanted to sort of tactically change goalkeeper if I had that option to change goalkeeper he's, he's never going to do that don't lie no no <laughs> no that that's that was I, I admire the balls it took to say that, <laughs> to publicly say that you know, yeah, I wanted, I've, I've wanted to change goalkeepers in the middle of matches, you know, because tactically it would give me an advantage or whatever. Um, so he's really made a rod for his own back, yeah. And um, I personally would have stuck with Ramsdale. It's like, yeah, done anything wrong. Um, and I'm getting kind of annoyed that the um, the main spine of the team, I know. Injuries of Partey and Jack are leaving, mm. but it's, it's kind of like the spine of the team is is kind of it's not it's not this is kind of the problem I feel. With Arsenal why it's so different now is because the 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 main spine of the team isn't there. Either people are injured, or they've left, or they're not being played, mm. and so it's only Saliba and Gabriel is the only. Um, yeah, I think because yeah, there's there's. Like I was saying earlier, you know, there's a lot of people sort of saying, you know, what's what's going on with Havertz? Why does he keep getting started? I think for this match against uh, Newcastle, I'm kind of, I sort of sympathise with Arteta a little bit because I don't know who else he w- was really supposed to play. Because if Odegaard's injured, Partey's injured, in that kind of midfield area, I mean, who mm. else really, was he going to play El Elneny, like, I, who's barely played? Like, I, there's not really anyone else. Yeah, I mean, if I was a coach, I'd have just gone, maybe, Elneny, Rice, your genius, just completely negative, just three defensive yeah. midfielders, <laughs> just fuck it, and just like, because it's Newcastle at home, uh, Newcastle away, whatever, whichever one you wanted to say, mm. uh, um, it's like, you know, they're going to they're gonna be, you know, kicking you and being rough with you, and the crowd's going to get on the ref, and, and it's mm. just... Just make the game as boring as you can, and <laughs> yeah, I yeah would have I would have settled for a nil nil 
And I think that yeah. probably would have been a fair result. I think a draw would have been fair. Um, but yeah, so then, yeah, we sort of, we kind of talked about it a moment ago, but yeah, the, the goal that Newcastle scored to sort of get, you know, the, the winning goal ultimately to settle the match at 1 0. Um, oh, God. Yeah, so, mm. right, yeah, Raya didn't deal with the initial cross. Okay, fine. Um, the ball ben White does- didn't close down. Um- Willock, is it? Yeah, got when, when the ball think did it, was, it go out? Did yeah. it go out? So yeah, there were three VAR checks uh, after the, the the goal went in to check for various infringements. One of them, so yeah, the first one was whether the ball went out of play. Uh, that check ended up being completed because they couldn't conclusively prove that the ball went out of play. Um, what the fuck? Like what? <laughs> how? How? How can they not conclusive? Like what? 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 What is the point of having all of this technology, all of the fucking cameras in the stadium? What is the point of having two assistant referees? Like if they can't tell in the first place whether the ball went out, they should be there watching it. Like it sh- they should make that call initially anyway. But for it to go to VAR and VAR to, to VAR not to be able to find an angle that they can conclusively say the ball went off the pitch. It went all the way over the line and went off the pitch. What the fuck are we doing here? Like, wh- yeah. wh- why have it? If we're just eyeballing it, just let the linesman make the call. I, what the fuck? Yeah. It's true. It's, I mean, they got the photographers. There are always how many photographer, photographers yeah. are scattered around the side of the pitch. Sure, there is one of them that is, you know, within, you know, parallel with the, yeah. the line that, so one of them. One of them we, has the proof. We have goal got- line technology for that very yeah, reason. Like, how hard could it be to say. set it up? <laughs> like, like we got goal line. To, can we have just technology in general, just for when the ball? Yeah, out for a goal kick or put, a corner. Yeah, put something by the corner flag. Like, just yeah. How hard could that be? Exactly. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that yeah. so that was the, that was one of the checks. Okay, that went. That came and went. Uh, the second check, I believe, was for offside, wasn't it? Or I, don't, I can't remember what order they did the checks in. Whatever. One well, of the checks was for a possible offside in the uh, in the build up to the goal, um, and it was the, the same excuse. They couldn't they couldn't put the couldn't lines find up. An angle. Yeah, they, because there were too many bodies in the way, they couldn't put the lines up to conclusively decide whether it was offside or not. Again, we we've, we've been told that like that that's not possible like you know like we're, we're dealing with absolutes now something is either onside or it's not uh so for it to sort of have this gray area of like oh well actually we might not be you know there's certain situations where we can't put the lines on like what the fuck how have we how how have we gotten this far into having VAR at this level and this is only just coming up now Yes. Um, I don't want to say there's an agenda here. Um, <laughs> but why does this always happen to Arsenal? Um, I mean, yeah, Liverpool have had... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few teams that will say, why does it always happen? I mean, Wolves will say, why does it always happen Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle, to be fair, have been real lucky over the last couple of games. I mean, that penalty they got against Wolves was ridiculous. Um, yeah, Wolves have had some shocking penalties given against them uh, recently. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, Liverpool have had their fair share of uh, VAR shenanigans um, this season, which is obviously very well documented. And um, God, yeah, it's it's it's. Are they just like well, that that whole excuse of I'm trying to protect my mate, but he's the ref, he's my mate. I don't want the crowd to get on his back. I think it's yeah, it's it's just like yeah, it's the thing of like. It's just an old boys club. It's just yeah, they they protect they protect their own regardless of whether it's right or not, whether it's the right thing to do. Like yeah, they'll just uh, yeah they just protect their own. They just they close ranks so and they really should just hire non referees to run the VAR or something. Like get, I think get yeah they some... got to do they something needs to happen. Like there, there needs to be a, a huge overhaul. Uh, with regards to the people that are actually in charge of using this technology. Because the technology itself is not the problem, as we've said many times. It's yeah. the it's the incompetent old shitheads that are in charge of running it. Morons who are running it. Yeah. It's, yeah, just... Yeah, these, these sort of old boomer fucking pieces of shit that are just like, yeah, that can't that probably can't figure out how to turn their phones on silent, you know, like, and they've, they're in charge yeah. of, of using this. Um, so yeah, offside again, they couldn't, because they couldn't conclusively prove that it was offside. Uh, they had to go with the on-field decision. And then, uh, yeah, the, the other check was for a, a foul on Gabrielle, which was a foul. Which it was, uh, yeah, it was a foul. Like, if the other two checks, fine. You can't definitely prove it for sure, even though just to the naked eye it seems... Okay, fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, a, a just a, yeah, a very blatant shove, a huge push on Gabrielle from Joe oh. Linton. Not a foul, according to the usual lot. Oh, surprise, surprise. Mm. Uh, you feel yeah. like... It's turning into a like... non-contact sport. <laughs> you feel like... Not to say that there's an agenda. Like we're we're being used for the sake of content, for the sake tick, of yeah. uh, for the t- meat. Tick your uh, yeah, tick your bingo cards, listeners. It's the the agenda time. For, for like, you know, people like the, the the football media. They need a team that everything you know that they gotta um, constantly have as the clickbait. And I feel mm. like. Arsenal are like the unfortunate victims of of this media circus, you know, of this like anything that Arsenal do, well, God, that's out of order. Like I think I don't yeah, I I I think I don't know. Yeah, obviously because there is this 24-hour news cycle, you know, they've they've got to they have to fill it. And yeah, there is, you know, there's there's just endless number of you know, us included, podcasts, YouTube cha- you know, YouTube channels, Twitch streamers. They've got to fucking talk about something. Um, so yeah, all of this, so much of this stuff just gets dissected and analysed way more than it should. You know, it gets blown up into something that it isn't a lot of the time. Um, but come on, man. Like, I, yeah, this just seems... I don't know. I, the consensus seems to be that it was a, it was a foul by Joe Linton, um, and that that seems to be kind of fairly obvious to everybody. I think most people. But it, you know, you do get the mm. 
you you do you're always going to get like the the type of pundit that is just like oh yeah well in my day i i used to do that all the time and it was fine and it's like yeah but you sucked like the, yeah <laughs> that style of football wasn't fun to watch um yeah it's uh, every everything again it was like it was like the Tottenham game everything went everything that could go wrong just went wrong and um the referee had an absolute mare and I think yeah. um because he didn't send off Havertz therefore he didn't send off Bruno Guimaraes when he put his arm in um Fabio Vieira's Fabio Vieira's face was it or was Oh it? yeah yeah um so and people are saying, well, because it's not an elbow, so it's not violent conduct. So, so I could just say, you know, you just poke someone in the eye. Just poke someone in the eye. It wasn't an elbow. Yeah, yeah, you didn't elbow uh, him in the eye. It wasn't involved in play, so uh, uh, it's not red. Um, yeah, which is, uh, yeah, that's that's another that made-upy reason yeah. that they come out with. I mean, it's just that's kind of the only benefit. The real benefit VAR is just like exposing how terrible and corrupt and awful the referees are um, and just general kind of boys club mentality that there is in, in football general in, in terms of pundits yeah well, especially with their vested interests in some of their um, <laughs> yeah personal <laughs> business dealings with some of these refs uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it is yeah. I, I don't the, the current thing is obviously having like a an ex-ref on to explain the decisions being made and every every time it's just like that you know even if even that th- they are such fucking cowards that they even even when it is like a blatantly wrong decision they are still like i can see why he's given it um i wouldn't have done it and it you know it, i i think you know it, in the modern game you can't re- you know we wouldn't necessarily do that but uh, i can see why he's done it it's like uh, yeah i bet you can because you're going to have dinner with him right after you've finished doing this gig. So, yeah, like, you don't want to piss off your old mate. Like, (laughs) yeah, great. Thanks, Dermot Gallagher. Yeah. It's, um... Fucking testicle ass head. Football is uh, rotten to the core is the real take from this game. Yeah, it sucks. Football (laughs) sucks, folks, and we hate it. We we hate it so much. And Um, uh, I think I'm going to start watching... Maybe basketball now and just yeah. Well, I have to worry so much. I mentioned in previous episodes, I'm trying to get into the NFL. You know, that's that's maybe sort of... maybe I'll get an NFL with you. We'll become a yeah. NFL. Yeah, we'll switch. We'll become a Rams. Basketball. We'll become a Rams podcast. You know. It's... Yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. It's fun. Whatever. Results haven't Don't been great, but you know, Puka Nakua looks very promising this season. You know, a lot of people yeah. said once Matthew Stafford came back in Cooper Cup, you know, what's going to happen to Puka Nakua? But they're making it work. You know, he's he's able to catch the ball anywhere on the field. You know. How about that Victor Wembanyama? He looks really yeah, good for the Spurs. That 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 photo of him where the basketball is right in front of his face. Have you seen that? Where it, it looks like yeah, yeah. It looks like he's a man with a basketball for a head because the basketball is right. It's positioned perfectly in front of his face, and like all of his teammates are freaking out because <laughs> they're seeing a guy yeah. with a basketball for a head. It's so much funnier because he's like what? How tall is he? He's like seven two or something, isn't seven, he? Like seven four, I think. Jesus seven, Christ! Four. Yeah. So the fact that he is like a colossus is uh, yeah, so much funnier. Just seeing this giant man with a basketball for a head—it's so good. What I find funny in basketball now is a lot of all the top players 
are not American. They're like so we have yeah a lot of Eastern Nikola Europeans. Jokic is Serbian. Yeah, uh, he's Joel great Embiid as well. Is Cameroonian. Jokic uh, seems to uh, hate basketball Le- as well, which is funny. <laughs> uh, you've got Luka Doncic, who's Slovenian. Um, who else? Who else is there? Uh, There's the who's oh, the guy um, that was in Janis. Ad- Oh, Yanis, yeah. Janis Atentum Kupo. He's Greek. Greek, yeah. And now we've got Victor Wembanyama. So you've got all these... He's, he's French, where, isn't where's he? Where's all the... Uh, yeah. And um, I'm looking at... Where's all the uh, hot young American talent? Where's all that? Well, you got that. You got that. Uh, that Ja Morant. You know, he's uh, he he seems. Uh, no, he's pretty, always up to. You know, he seems pretty yeah. cool. He seems pretty chill. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For just some context for our listeners that don't follow uh, basketball, uh, Ja Morant. I think he's currently suspended, uh, isn't he? Because he uh, was yeah. waving a he was waving a gun around on Instagram. <laughs> he posted yeah. photos of himself, and I think. I think he was, was he also caught in a nightclub? He was doing something in a nightclub. I think he had like, probably, He did something else. I d- yeah. yeah. And who, who's the one that went on like the, the big anti-Semitic um, rant as well? There's uh, another NBA player that's, I don't think, it, I don't think it was Jar, but uh, I can't remember. Uh, but um, the, uh, yeah, my, I, well, I, well, I follow the Lakers, so it's it's typical that uh, LeBron James, still at thirty-eight, still doing the numbers he's doing. Uh, mm. But the problem is that if he doesn't play, they don't win. So um, yeah, it's a real uh, it's a real into Miami uh, Lionel Messi situation. Yeah, but um, you know, I just I generally just enjoy the, the, the watching any team. Really, I just. Just the love of the game, you know. It's way more fun than football. Don't yeah. Have, don't have silly VAR decisions. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Although there, there, there was quite there was quite funny there was an incident um where a player quite clearly travelled new like at least twelve steps. Uh but that's the problem with the NBA in general, they never really call travels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um just to go back to football for a moment, um because I think there's some other kind of there's you know a few other bits and pieces of news that we need to uh, sort of keep up with. I think um, while we're recording this, uh, Spurs are at home to Chelsea. Um, speaking of VAR, that match I think they're just coming up to 50 minutes. Um, in the first half, I, I think there, there were three goals disallowed in the end with uh, via VAR. Um, yeah, via VAR uh, checks. Um, Romero has been sent off for uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, which is great for my fantasy team because uh, I've got him, and I think I've got a total of something like twenty-seven points so far this week. So I'm on a I'm on a real rotten run with uh, with the old fantasy football at the moment. I was I was top. Now I'm sixth. Great. Yeah, it's a competitive league, man. I was I was top. Now I'm fourth. Uh, it's yeah. This happens when I. Forget mm. and, uh, um, but yeah, one all currently in that match uh, between uh, Chelsea and Spurs. Um, we mentioned Messi. Congratulations to him. Oh, yeah. in order for the, he won he won the Messi of the Year awards the award. uh, at the at the Messi Award, the annual Messi Awards that they have in France every year. Um, so good for him. Well done. Uh, 
him. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, Jude Jude Bellingham got young Messi of the year, I think, didn't he? He's so the he's, young Messi of the year. The, he's the young Messi. Yeah. Um, he had come up and saying, said, I, I'm not Messi. And he said, yes, you are. You. They, yeah, they're like, but you will be. Uh, I said, I, I'm not me. I'm me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, congratulations to, to him. Um, it was sort of, because I watched, I'll probably talk about this a little bit later when we get to cultural appropriation, but I did, I watched the the Beckham documentary on Netflix. Have you have you seen that? No, no, I haven't seen it. Um it is it's very good. Um although it is it is very clearly a Beckham family approved uh project. So, you know, it is it's very much an authorized uh, you know, sanctioned Beckham version of events. But it yeah, it's it's funny that like seeing kind of what happened when he first went to LA Galaxy in like the kind of mid mid 2000s and just the the state that the MLS was in you know like how how poor a lot of the teams were and it's it's good you know everything he did to kind of raise the profile of the sport in America I think is is genuinely very positive it's good you know it's good that he went there it's good you know that there is, he raised interest in it um but it's just kind of fascinating that in the sort of I don't know 15 years or so 15 18 years or whatever um since he first went to uh to America to to play the sport hasn't really advanced beyond just being like a retirement home for like good players mm. like nobody nobody in their early 20s that's just coming up is going to America to kind of you know like hit their peak it's like you either go there because you're not good enough to make it in, you know, like the the top leagues in Europe, or you go there once you've kind of won all your trophies at the top level, and you just go there to make some easy money and essentially play exhibition matches. You know, you get to like, you know, like Zlatan did it, fucking, you know, Rooney did it, Pele did it, you know, like yeah, Beckham did it, and now Messi's doing it into Miami, and it's just like, you know, they he. That's it, you know. When he, it's the same thing with LeBron uh, at the Lakers. You know, like if he if he plays, they win because he always just does something astounding. Because even though he's whatever he is, was he thirty six, thirty seven now? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Wait, is he? He's the same age as LeBron. Maybe. Well, maybe. Um, um, maybe. Uh, Messi was born in eighty seven, so I don't know. Um, don't don't make me do maths. Um, Possibly. Yeah, so he'd be yeah. What was that? Thirty six, <laughs> thirty seven. Um, yeah, but he yeah. So he he can still, you know, he can still make he can still mug off any American team, even with one arm behind his back. Um, but he's also he's got um, Busquets and Jordi Alba there, and I think possibly Luis Suarez might be joining. Yeah, they're trying to get Suarez, and I think didn't they? They tried to get uh, Ramos as well, didn't they? He, he ended up at uh, Seville, but yeah, um, yeah. It's just sort of it's it's funny to sort of think that like yeah, it hasn't really American American soccer like the MLS is sort of still <clears throat> it's still sort of in the same place. It's still relying well, on superstars on the sort of downswing yeah. of their career to come save it. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like in America they don't they just don't. Well, I know in. More the, um, the you know Hispanic uh, 
people more more into it. But um, you know, it's the thing in America. They they they, they like their their own sports, like baseball and yeah, American football. It's what they like, and you know. Yeah, I don't get because it's sort of like I the, know, I, the, I, the I really don't know where the the sort of <laughs> the common criticism from Americans about football is that you know it's it's boring you know that it's it's a 90 minute match and it can end up yeah. in a draw and it's it's a, i mean it's very funny to hear americans say that when it's have you ever tried to watch a fucking baseball game because i i they go on for fucking ever when then bt sport was still a thing uh so yeah yeah <laughs> but i i it's I so tried to fucking baseball, boring i'm still yeah but they, the Americans yeah. like their high-scoring games, you know? I mean, basketball is just, you know... It's not yeah, really about yeah. defending. Just Basketball is just score as many as the other team as possible. And I suppose yeah. NFL is kind of that, where you have high-scoring, but it's not all frequent high-scoring. It's the, the, just You just get points when a lot of points when you do score so it's like yeah it, yeah exactly yeah you, you more so it still gives not, the illusion you, that it's high scoring even though yeah exactly more often than know, not you get you seven f- points when you when you do score so it, yeah it looks the when yeah. you look at the the score line it looks very impressive but yeah ultimately it, it yeah there is a lot of kind of similar to baseball there is a lot of kind of standing around waiting there is there's a lot of just a lot of very long gaps in between the actual uh play of it so yeah I th- yeah it, it, i don't know it, it's it's odd for americans to kind of be like oh soccer's so boring and it's just like man all your shit's boring as well but it's just think- there's more ad there's the, the reason that they don't think it's boring is because there's more adverts in it yeah i think maybe in 20 years time might be different but um because i think younger people are playing soccer ball now and mm. i think it might. I mean, comparatively speaking, it'll probably still be small. But I think, yeah, you know, in fifty years' time, there might be a bit ooh. more. Ooh, 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 ooh! Some uh, some fun breaking news here. Sorry to cut across you there, Lawrence, but uh, Spurs have just had another player sent off. Uh, Udogi has got a second yellow card. So, uh, and that's after fifty-five minutes. So they got to play. <laughs> they got to play thirty-five. Well, with added time, you'd think there'd be about forty minutes uh, with nine men. So this is going to be interesting to see if uh, and can Ange Ball survive this. You know, I'm going to be surprised because somehow Spurs have been incredibly lucky mm. to still have this new manager bounce, this rub of the green. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, and also it because it I've I've got a, an Australian friend that I, I uh, met up with for the first time in a, a long time because he he moved uh, back to Australia. Uh, about 10 years ago and then he since then he's been living in he moved to scotland and now he lives in northern ireland so i hadn't seen him for a long time um but yeah he was he he was asking for an update he was like what do they what do they make of our boy Ange?" and i was i had to say they bloody love him everybody everybody loves Ange, don't they kind of just waiting for him to be milkshake ducked a little bit but yeah everybody (laughs) Everybody loves yeah, Ange yeah. Postacoglu, the big fat Australian guy that says mate all the time. Well, that's the thing of Aussies. They, they, that's how they win you over with their, with their that, that accent in it. The, yeah, their avuncular charm. They just have that non-threatening demeanor, mate. And just uh, well, you're, you're going more Kiwi there. But yeah. I, I, I always find it difficult to do 
that accent. Austra- Australia is a bit more broad, mate, isn't it? It's yeah. Oh, Toady. Yep. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Toady, you great drongo. I mean, I've got Australian cousins, mate. I, I can't even. Oh, I got speak heaps like that. I got heaps of Australian cousins, mate. I don't know what bloody say to them. Yeah, yeah, you bloody. Drongo. Well, I mean, they're, they're maybe the only nation that loves to say cunt more than we do. Well, actually, no, probably Scotland. I think Scotland, uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's funny when you hear Americans say uh, the C word because it's just like, no, you, yes, have, no, one of those. you have no right <clears throat> using that word. Yeah. That is, that's for us and the Aussies. You, you don't get to say that. Yeah, come up with your own word, yeah. Americans. Same with twat. They, can't say, they can never say twat, twat. properly. Twat. 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 Fucking yeah, it's twat. It's supposed to. It's supposed to sound onomatopoeic, like like Batman in the old '60s show. Twat, you know, like it's that's what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah, that does sort of this. That would um, that would be funny. Bring back uh, the old Batman, but then put the cunt. Yeah, <laughs> cunt. Twat. Twat. Shit. Spelunk. <laughs> Jizz. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, what are we talking about? Spurs is still one. Oh, all, we're, but... we're talking about uh, soccer ball in America. Yeah. Like. I mean, I on the twitters, I you know, I talk to a couple of um American American people, and uh, you know, a couple of them do follow soccer ball, but so they only follow the they follow the Premier League. Mm, yeah. They don't follow MLS. So yeah, it's because like... what because it's better. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you, you, you're not watching British basketball, are you? No. <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. I used to even play in the British basketball league. Yeah, they'll let anyone yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're over six foot. You're in. Oh <laughs> uh, God, yeah. Good times. Good. Bit. Wish I had to have my stats. I think it would have been like <laughs> fouls per game. Like, I would fouled out. I think I fouled out every game. Probably got. <laughs> Good rebound sets, probably. Yeah. Shooting, probably. I didn't do a lot of shooting anyway. Good fundamentals. Maybe Good fundamentals. That's, that's too flash. That's too flash for you. Three point, zero, because I never took any three point shots. Uh, field goal percentage, probably like 0.01. I don't know. But fouls, you know, always fouled. Rebounds, I probably got like, you know, five or six rebounds a game. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it's all right. Was, Good. Good fundamentals. Else. Good fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. That's just something I've heard people say about basketball players. I don't know what it means. I think, well, the, I think my problem is they tried to make me play like like a big man down, um, down underneath the basket, and I was like, I'm not. I wasn't a big hulking guy, like yeah, like a Shakir. You know, I was tall, skinny. Yeah, I wasn't even even the tallest on my team, and yeah, I've been told this is what I've got to do, and so like, I don't want to do that. Did you uh, did you see the photo of Shaq dressed up for Halloween like an emo guy? Oh yeah, I think he was doing. Um, <laughs> there's, there's Miami Heat player uh, Jared Butler. Oh he yeah, did, uh, <laughs> he, he did a. I don't know it's it's a Jimmy Butler, isn't it? Yeah, I, I saw. Oh, Jim, yeah, Jimmy Butler, sorry, Jared. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and uh, he came out, did a press conference with his hair all emoed. He had his hair, yeah, all like, straightened and like over to one side. It was oh and my god, had, that was so funny. Uh, he had lip sort of lip rings and everything. Yeah. But yeah, Shaquille O'Neal was doing a. He had a wig on, and they yeah. did a Halloween. He had a wig on, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Shaq. I uh, yeah, he's he's just a. Uh, 
I like that he's I like- he he his cultural significance goes so far beyond basketball at this point. Yeah, I mean, apart from Michael Jordan, LeBron, maybe Kobe Bryant, I mean, who else can you? Can normal people, if you surveyed them, like probably Shaquille yeah. O'Neal? He is sort of yeah, kind of uh, parallel between him and David Beckham, but you know, because David Beckham is known like that's one of the names in football that everybody all around the world knows. But he's not necessarily one of the all-time greats, you know. He's not. He's not. He, he, Some would. He, he's. So, I think the only sort of because people you know talk about all of these, all these sort of long-standing records that players like Messi and Ronaldo have set and stuff. And it's like I think the like the only one I can think of for Beckham was is his uh, his free kicks one in in the Premier League, which is on course to be beaten by James Ward-Prowse. You know, maybe maybe this season, maybe next season, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He he wasn't. He's not like an all. You would if you were making an all-time England eleven, you wouldn't put him in there, would you? Hmm. <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't. Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's obviously going to cause a lot of arguments. But yeah, I I I, <laughs> I don't think you. I I wouldn't put him in like the all-time eleven mm. for England. Maybe not even. I mean, for Man United, probably not either, and definitely not for Real Madrid. Yeah, I think. That was a weird thing with David Beckham. He was, uh... but my point is that Shaq is sort of similar. He wasn't necessarily. Yeah. He's not necessarily one of the the goats, but everybody knows him. Well, I think early on, actually, when he started, in terms of scoring, he was actually very dominant. Um, but um... yeah, but he didn't. He famously didn't sort of. Uh, he didn't take very good care of himself, did he? Like he was. Sort nah, of that was the thing. Kind he... of overweight and. Yeah, that was the. Uh... I think kind of the the what. Kind of the dispatch between him and Kobe Bryant was that I think Kobe Bryant, because he was always in intense training and always practice in practice, and Shakuni was like, "We've come in overweight, unfit, out partying, and yeah, yeah." I think he was he was more concerned with making rap records and yeah. <laughs> being on MTV. But um, yeah, some some um, there's some because there's always the contrarian basketball fans who make the argument that Shakuni was. Better than Kobe Bryant in terms of uh, mm. uh, the reason why Lakers won was because of Kobe, uh, because of Shaq, not because of Kobe. Yeah, I don't know. well, but you know, I it, he it, had better he had better stats in the postseason uh, checkmate. <laughs> anyway. But it's but it's you know isn't it isn't it isn't it about the two of them together? You know, yeah, really, it, that's it's yeah. it's a team. You know, yeah, everybody picks uh, up the slack. You know, everyone's got their strengths yeah. and weaknesses. Yeah, no one's perfect. Even Michael Jordan, mm. but um, yeah, um, yeah. I like that when if you go to America uh, and you just turn on the TV, uh, whenever there's an ad break, you will definitely see Shaq uh, because he yeah. is he's he's just in all the adverts. Like there's nothing there's nothing he won't advertise. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, just go. Uh, what else? Oh, the other football thing I wanted to talk about, um, which was which was very funny to me. Um, was so the Marcus Rashford got in trouble for having a party uh, on his birthday. Can't be having that. That's uh, you know that's oh that's, yeah Marcus yeah yeah sets a, you, cut, you cut out a bit there sorry oh sorry yeah so yeah Marcus Rashford had a party on his birthday uh, which sets an unacceptable precedent apparently no yeah um, no, I can't footballers have aren't allowed to have birthday parties 
because it came on the same day that United lost a match, um, yeah, God forbid, you know, he uh, spent his own personal time outside of football uh, celebrating his birthday with his family and friends. Um, but yeah, it was uh, disgrace. It's a disgrace to the game. He should stop doing. He should stop doing politics and uh, just just he focus, focus on, the on the game. Yeah, shut up and dribble. Um, right, Bez. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he was. Uh, yeah, he he, he apologised for that, and then he he wasn't. I think he didn't play in United's game at the weekend, did he? Against uh, Fulham, uh, which has fueled rumours that they're gonna that. You know, all is not well. Given Ten Hag's um, uh, <laughs> uh, penchant for just falling out with players and uh, you know moving them on, um, that maybe he's on the way out. But I, the the thing that really caught my eye about this, um, so this is from the BBC Sport website. Um, Rashford was criticised by boss Eric Ten Hag after he went out to celebrate his birthday hours after the three 0 loss to Man City just over a week ago. Ten Hag confirmed the striker's absence on Saturday was due to injury. Um, Stop spreading malicious rumours, Rashford said. The 26-year-old posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, in response to the United Stand account, a Manchester United fan channel. The United Stand teased their latest podcast by asking, Rashford's future in doubt? We're live! In all caps. (laughs) Now, regular listeners... (laughs) Regular listeners will know that um, our our good friend, uh, Mr. Brent de Cesar, a.k.a. Mark Goldbridge, a.k.a. The Golden Brain, uh, is the host of the United Stand, <laughs> um, or one of the hosts of the United Stand. So the fact that... Because <laughs> he also got called out by... Uh, uh, what was that other, the, the other United ex-player for saying that he... Um, Oh yeah, uh, isn't yeah. even a United fan, and he supports Notts Forest, which was very funny. So the, the fact that he's getting shit from actual United players, not just United players, but and Marcus Rashford, the the only the, good United player, the Manchester United player, yeah, the uh, only yeah. good player they have. The fact that he's giving them shit is so funny. I mean, it's that, I'm loving it. I mean, you know, like the, I, it, you know. Their their obvious their obvious criticism of us would be nobody listens to us, which is fair. Nobody listens to us. They you know they've they've yeah, got hundreds I think that's of thousands. That's to our benefit, of, actually. Exactly. Yeah, they've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Nobody listens to us. But at least fucking you know Kai Havertz isn't tweeting at us saying shut the fuck up. Well, that would be really funny if he did. I mean, yeah, that would be hilarious. But like, yeah, at least like at least we're not actually we're not in online beefs with the no. players on our team. Yeah. You know, like, god damn. Yeah, that would be that would be so funny. Yeah, we should start doing that. Yeah, just wind up. That's what you got to do. I mean, we should start. Yeah, we should start harassing people. We should gang stalk. Uh, Opa gang stalk. Got to start harassing them on Instagram. And, yeah. Yeah. Because that's not like a big problem at the moment, is it, in football, as far as I'm aware? That's not like a very high-profile thing that's really going way too far. Yes, apparently there was um, abuse sent to Joe Willock by supposed Arsenal fans after... Oh, fuck off. Supposedly, so... uh, If that's true. Why? What? We sold him... this is what apparently this is what um, Newcastle came out with a statement 
That was the other thing I forgot to talk about was Mikel Arteta's um, statement after the game, whether or not do we support, do we, do we, do we, do you think it was a bit embarrassed? I, I just, I feel it's in that. Um, like, I, I admire his passion for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he sort of said it all in his post-match interview, really. There's nothing really that the club statement uh, says that's, that's new, that, you know, they say we back, we back the manager, which obviously they, they're going to do. He was saying, like, we we want to help with Howard Webb. He's like, they they don't want to know. Yeah, I, they, yeah, they've, they've made it very clear they don't want anyone helping them. They, they, they're just going to keep doing the same shit they've always done. Is But uh, Gary Neville has uh, very helpfully come out and said that the statement is dangerous, which um, yeah. is is funny because I don't think he understands what the word dangerous means. Um, I think, you know, maybe, you know, fans throwing stuff at players, that seems dangerous. I think a manager and a football club um, saying that they don't agree with, uh, the refereeing and the refereeing uh, sort of governing body. That's basically fine. I don't like truly. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gary Neville. Su- Sorry, what I was going to say, I would be surprised if Arteta probably gets some sort of ban for attempt or or fine. Probably he'll get a fine. Yeah, mm. yeah, the FA will. Yeah, because they always do. He'd be funding their Christmas party, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, they'll be, yeah be funding their or their New Year's party or whatever. You know, yeah, the, they'll, uh, they'll get the, a few quid the, off him and the ref- the referee awards they all give each other a little. Yeah, and you know Gary Neville saying that it's dangerous, like uh, <laughs> like he and all of the players in the Man United team he played in wouldn't have complained until the sun went down if something didn't go their way. Or Alex Ferguson yeah. wouldn't have bitched in the press very publicly. Alex Ferguson, you know, I mean, he refused to fucking give post-match interviews for after a certain point, didn't he? Because yeah, he was. Such I mean, a he literally baby. wouldn't speak to the BBC for yeah. like twenty years or whatever. And like, here's the thing: I've noticed people a lot of a lot of the sort of things that um, Newcastle do, or, um, or even it been thrown at Arsenal. You know, when you. Oh, gather around the referee, trying to get you know, mm. or or the the crowd getting on, intimidating the the uh, the referee. All this shit was not started by all oh, all that foreign, all that foreign. But is I seem to remember it, it mostly started by Manchester United. Yeah, and Ferguson. It was yeah. Roy- <laughs> it literally was yeah. I mean it is like it it's. <laughs> It's very funny now that seeing these decisions going against United for the first time, um, now that they're no longer, you know, now that they're not managed by Fergie and they're not like a big deal, um, it's funny sort of seeing United fans realise that in real time, you know, like these, these decisions go tend to go the way of bigger clubs. You know, if, it was, if they were Man City, would they be, would these decisions still be going in their favour? Of course they would. But they benefited from just decades of of shit refereeing, of dodgy penalties, of fouls not being given, of you know added time being pulled out of thin fucking air if they were losing or they weren't winning. You know, like it, yeah, it, it, it's it's literally called Fergie time. Like, like yeah. the amount the amount that they would bully the fourth official to add time on to the end of matches if they weren't winning. Like it, it's yeah. 
So yeah, they, it, this is this is their culture. They helped establish this. And now every other club does it. And then you've got nerve like Gary Neville saying, "Oh, well, yeah, that's not Gary honest. Neville has the fucking temerity to be like, this is yeah. this sets a dangerous precedent. It's but your it's, precedent. You started this. It's the team doing it. It's fine. But um, yeah." Um, it's so weird how a week ago it was them, but it was the club in crisis, and now mm. it's Arsenal's turn. Um, yeah, yeah, we've lost two games in a row, and uh, yeah, we need uh, we need a new striker, we need a new goalkeeper, uh, need a new manager. Yeah, it's over. Invincibles two over. Not doing it anymore. Can't win the quad. Can't win the yeah. quad. You know what's the point? You know, we're not. If we can't, we can't go one better than Man City. What's the point? We might as well just give up now. Oh, looks like Chelsea have gone two-one up. Uh, Jackson oh. finally scored a goal. Oh my! Oh, whoa! Is that, is that true that he was a Bournemouth reject? Is that true? That yeah, they uh, they. Oh, and the VAR uh, check has has been completed, and the goal actually stands. Wow! Nice change for the in this match. I mean, well, in this match especially, like I said, we were three goals disallowed by VAR already. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, there was there was a deal agreed, and uh, when he had his medical at Bournemouth, he he failed his medical because I think he had a, an ankle injury or something. Um, mm. So the deal was was called off, and this was this was before he went on that uh, like run of scoring loads of goals at the end of of last season. Um, which is why I think yeah, like when Bournemouth were going to sign him, he was like twenty million euros cheaper than whatever Liverpool, uh, whatever Chelsea ended up signing him for. Um, but yeah. Yeah, wow, he's finally scored a goal, and what a time to do it. So, yeah. Ange ball in the mud. Um, <laughs> Tottenham, Yeah, Tottenham rattled. Uh, you know, uh, hold this L, etc., etc. Spuds are doing what Spurs always do. Yeah. Cock it up. They're going that's, where full- cock, that's, that's where you got a cock on your ball. Exactly. They're, 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 they're a cock and ball club. You're a cock and ball club. They're a cock and balls club. And your stadium um, looks like a toilet. And the sta- I, actually, no, I, I, the stadium is very nice. I, I went there to watch Beyonce, and it, the stadium was actually very good, um, as much as it pains me to to admit. Um, but yeah, um, did you see Pochettino uh, uh, getting confused about who Ron Atkinson was in his uh, his press Ron? conference? I did not. I did not. I did not see this. So, uh, so there was a journalist that asked, um, "Are you are you worried about having a, a Ron Atkinson moment?" I think referring to the incident where Ron oh. Atkinson, uh, and it's not with the dugout, yeah, yeah, he sat yeah. in the wrong dugout. Yeah, not not when he went on that racist. Uh, not rant. that one. Yeah, not that <laughs> one when he when he got caught on TV saying the N word. Um, yeah, he sat in the wrong dugout yeah. uh, before a before a match, um, and obviously they were saying, you know, well, you're going back to the. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the first time. You worried about sitting in the the? Are you worried about having a, a Ron Atkinson moment? And Pochettino uh, went, uh, "Yes, Ron Atkinson. He's Mr. Bean. He's the actor of Mr. Bean. I know him." Uh, <laughs> um, Great. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the I, was, pre- I was the Spurs. Uh, the Chelsea press officer had to explain who Ron Atkinson was and what the journalist was talking about. But yeah, he was like, uh, "Yes, Mr. Bean. I know him." <laughs> That's just. Calamitous. I mean, everyone's going to know. And he's and he's in charge. And he's this is the man that's in charge of the club. Chelsea fans, are you are you okay with this? This This is is your manager. This is your manager. This is your gaffer. This is your fave. This your uh, 
this your rep? And we got another disallowed goal. Uh, Eric Dyer has just uh, scored for Spurs, but the uh, the flag's gone up for offside. Can't wait oh. for a lengthy VAR check on that. There's probably going to be like 20 minutes of added time at the end of this game. But uh, yeah, well, well this, uh, best, best league we, in the world. A, it's not, it's not boring. Derby, it's not we, boring. we love a London derby, don't we, folks? Especially one where uh, Spurs end up losing. I've never... Um, I haven't been to London in over 10 years, but uh, we love a London up. That's weird, bro. <laughs> Why do I support a London club? Because <laughs> they're the best! I, I should be supporting Bournemouth. It should be a Cherries Yeah, well, we, we do, you know. But, yeah. But, yeah, it, I, I, oh, we should say it was uh, Ian Wright's 60th birthday uh, at the end of last week as well. So, happy birthday, Wrighty. Oh, yeah. And he's um, and he got given a he got given the was it key of freedom of I the city freedom it? of the city yeah which is very cool so yeah good for him happy for so right so I mean he can like go into any shop he wants not pay for anything it should I mean it should I'm sure like you know if if we were living in like medieval times that's probably what it meant you know he'd have to like you know if he went into a merchant a merchant stall and demanded a pig they'd have to give it to him. But uh, yeah, these days it's probably <laughs> these days he probably gets like a coupon or just like a like a five percent half off. Yeah, five percent discount or something, you know. If it's not if I'm it's sure not most peak time, probably would anyway. Um, like, oh, oh, here we go. The lines are out. Caicedo like- might be playing on, dire on side here. Fuck's oh, sake! Oh oh. <laughs> Fucking Chelsea. Just, just, Can't rely on them Chelsea. fucking anything. 100 million for this clown in midfield. Like yeah. didn't spend that money. Jeez yeah. Please. Glad we ended up with Declan Rice out of that, to be honest. It's, yeah. Yeah. He feels like a bargain, Declan Rice. 100 million. Uh, 105 million, yes. He, yeah, he, like the, he, I'm so glad that he's no longer getting asked about the price tag, uh, be it, you know, putting pressure on him because, uh, I mean, obviously that was just a tedious question. You know, I, once it's been asked once, why do you need to keep asking it? But also it's just like, he's a top player. Like, you know, he's just, he's, he's clearly just a very, very gifted player that's destined for really great things. So it's not going to, but like, he's just going to keep doing what he does, man. He's Declan Rice. Mm. He's fucking, you know. Rice, Rice, babe. Yeah, w- yeah, well, don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, oh, VAR saying no goal. Okay. Ah, oh, that's like it. Oh. I think Eric, Eric Dyer's massive forehead was probably just sticking out too far, um, is my guess there. Um, okay. Uh, is there any other football stuff that we got to talk about urgently? We should probably, do. You want to make some predictions? We should tempt fate, right? We should we should piss off uh, the, the football gods. Yeah, even let's, more. Just, let's, let's, yeah. I'm willing to prod that bees nest. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's stick our dick in the hornet's home, nest right? so, here, and uh, I think there'll be some anger from the game, Newcastle game. So, yep. So this, so well, you're saying <laughs> yeah. first of all that so the Champions League, Champions League match, you, you, we're we're saying what? what Sevilla, we're at home to four Sevilla, nil. four nil, four four nil, Sevilla. Fuck it, why not? Maybe six, six nil. Yeah, fuck uh, it, why Burnley, not? Burnley, uh, make it ten nil. Fuck. Okay. 
I mean, that is that's not unrealistic. Burnley have been uh, pretty shocking so far, and we are at home. Yeah. So I mean, you know, a big another big win like we got against Sheffield United might not be uh, off the table there. Um, I probably wouldn't be surprised if 4-0 or 3-4-0 against Burnley. Maybe a severe again. I should win that game easy. But they are one of those teams that... Uh, I'm going to say another 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 gritty 2-1. Another another nervy 2-1, I would say, against Sevilla. Sergio Ramos will do something really offensive he'll injure like yeah he'll with- he'll injure like he'll like really badly injure like Martinelli or uh, or Saka um because that's just what he does that's his whole role is to just go out there and foul people so yeah like, Saka is getting kicked non-stop I'm getting a bit like pissed off about it and um, yeah something needs to be done there that, yeah, he should get some more protection really because it is it is crazy that like teams are sort of doubling up Teams have sort of figured out that they they have to double up on him. If you get if you've just got one guy marking him, that's not going to be enough. He will he will go past you, um, or or if he doesn't go past you, Ben White will hit you on the overlap and he'll get past you um, while you're trying to mark Saka. So yeah, they double up on him, and yeah, it's basically it's whoever we're playing. There is always somebody on that team whose job it is to to foul Saka, and if they if that player gets booked, uh, the other players have to take turns doing it. So that they don't get sent off, you know, they can all they can all have a turn fouling Saka, mm. um, so that they you know they they can maybe get booked, but they won't get sent off for it. So yeah, I think it is shitty to to see that that sort of. But then I guess it's also a mark of how good he is that that's what they have to resort to. You know, yeah. that's sort of the you see that happen with the greats of you know of sports like uh, what's his name, the cricket guy. They had to change the rules, didn't they? Because uh, Don Bradman. He was so good. He was such a good batsman that like bowlers were just throwing the ball at his body to try and injure him, um, and they had to they had to change the rules to stop people doing that because he was so good. Yes, sport. Yeah. Really, um, you really think it would? It's a fair game. It's not. It's um, nah. People, people are awful. awful people. You got You got to find. Everyone's got to find a way to game the system. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you got to you got to find a way to get that advantage. It's it's fine margins, isn't it? You got to you got to find a way to uh, to to get that get that edge. Um, yeah, with any other any other football stuff we got to talk about before we take a break here. Yeah, I see any game I saw at the weekend. I didn't watch West rest of the match of the day. I was too pissed off. I'm boycotting. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I didn't I'm watch match of the day either. I, 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 yeah, I was. Between that and the uh, the the six one, you know, Man City beating Bournemouth, I was just like, ah, I don't, I don't need to watch that. Yeah, the uh, I don't need to see Mason Alan Shearer saying that that whoever that whatever whichever defender didn't get tight to whichever striker. I don't I don't need to see that. Yeah, I'll make the controversial hot take that he's the most overrated footballer to ever play. I oh Shearer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is crazy that he like he holds all these records for scoring goals and stuff, and he's got he's got one trophy to show for it. He got what he he got a league league title right at the very beginning of his career at Blackburn. Yeah, uh, I always feel his legacy is a f- fraudulent one because you know he spent his youth at Southampton, 
Denny goes and joins us, the uh, the money team at Blackburn. Mm. And then it all goes to pot there. And then he just, oh, I guess go to Newcastle. And for some reason, he's given this, oh, he's a Newcastle legend. For what? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Nothing. Well, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he, he scored more goals than anyone else has ever done. So, I mean, that's Against, not. I, I would say that's that's not nothing. But uh, played in an era where teams were crap. Yeah, but then that's you can't. I would I would say you don't really want to pull on that thread because then we got to talk about Wenger and the Invincibles and. Uh, I'm, I'm just so I, he's pissed me off with his. Good job, referee. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that's pathetic. I think I I assume that that tweet was uh, was tongue in cheek. I I can't imagine well, I that he genuinely so. believes that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was it was funny watching the the footage of the footage of him and and Wrighty uh, watching last season's match when it was uh, Newcastle Arsenal at St James when we won two 0 was was really great. That was that was funny because like. Shearer gets all hyped when he thinks that uh, Newcastle have got a penalty and then like VAR review it because I think it, it was supposed to be handball by Kiwior and then VAR review it and see that the ball came off his knee and then it gets disallowed and then right he's like getting in his face. <laughs> he's always hated us. He's always hated. He's always Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, you know, we stopped them fucker. stopped yeah. them winning the league, stopped them getting an FA Cup, you know. Yeah. I'm on I'm on Roy Keane's Roy Keane's side now. Yeah, he should have he should have clobbered you. Mm. I I will say that there is a moment in that Beckham documentary where they show uh, they show like a montage of players uh, just trying to like hack and foul Beckham. Um, and there there's a, a brilliant moment where Tim Sherwood like goes in two footed with a really really awful tackle. Oh yeah, on Beckham. I remember that. And then he starts yelling. He starts yelling at the ref and the other United players. And Roy Keane just goes over to him and fucking like more or less just puts his hand around his neck <laughs> like he's just like you know which was that's maybe the only time I've ever been on Roy Keane's side about anything is like yeah yeah shut up Tim Sherwood like you are you are not good enough to be fouling David Beckham in that manner like fuck off yeah I do remember I remember that for some reason that's so why do I remember that so vividly anyway well, that was that probably that, you know that would have been a, a era when you know you were just getting into football. You know, you're, you're <laughs> probably, young, yeah. young kid. You get yeah. collecting. Fo- I mean, for me, it was the football stickers. That, that was you know the the I think the ninety the ninety seven ninety eight season or the ninety six ninety seven. No, I think yeah ninety six ninety six ninety seven season. I think that was the first one where I completed a, a sticker album. Um, but yeah. Anyway. We'll be back in uh, in a moment to talk some more stuff. There's new, there's there's new Beatles. We got to talk about new Beatles. What? Yeah. Well, I had to check that the uh, when I when the uh, when the clocks uh, when the clocks went back, I had to uh, check the I had to check the calendar because the, the clock that the, they they we didn't set the ca- the calendars back. To, we put the clocks back. To, uh, we put them too uh, too back too far back. Too far back, and it was country's uh, gone I, backwards. I was, yeah, because I, I, I wanted to set it back to 1945 when this when this country had some bollocks. That's that's what I wanted to do. But yeah, uh, when, when I heard that there was a new bollocks. Beatles song, I, I had to check. I had to see. Is it, what, what year is this? Is this is this, is this you know is this uh, is this uh, the, you know 19? All right, we'll be right back. 69. We'll be right back.
3-1 now. Jackson's got a second. Hey. Wow, what a game. Uh, welcome back, by the way, to, uh, to, to Junior Funners. So, yeah, uh, we, we, we should probably talk about the new Beatles song, I think, shouldn't we? If you want, yeah. As uh, as as two scholars on on the subject of the Beatles, I think uh, most people are looking to us for uh, the definitive take. You know, it, our, oh, our, yeah. the, the, we our voices need to be heard on this subject. Two white guys on a podcast um, yep. need to say what they think about uh, about the Beatles. Um, so yeah, it's taken from the same demo tape. The the other two songs from that you know they they did in the nineties for the anthology yeah. project uh, it was on, but they've they've used AI. Peter Jackson introduced Paul McCartney to AI, and uh, they've they've <laughs> sort of done this. They've done this thing where uh, yeah they've managed to uh, get a yeah a, a much sort of better quality recording because I think George Harrison didn't. George Harrison didn't want to record this song in those initial sessions because he said the quality of the recording was was shit, basically. For some reason, my uh, oh, it all went to shit there. Sorry, that's yeah, right. I can hear you again now. You you completely stopped and froze on my thing, so I don't mm. know whether it's my internet being shit. After this recent storm we've had, my internet has been rather shit. Um, oh yeah. So uh, we we were talking about um. You got to George saying that the recording was shit. Yeah. Um, and then I said that when they say AI, it just sounds like they uh, they just basically the digital technology knows better at sampling vocals separate from, uh, say, piano in a track if it's on the same track. But anyway, that's how I... Yeah, that's sort of that's that's what Paul said sort of when he was asked about it. I think initially he said we were using AI, and then people were like, "What do you mean?" And then he was like, "Well, yeah, like the it's it's that like you know the com- the computer now is smart enough to detect whether something is vocals or whether it's guitar, you know." So that's that's basically what they did. Yeah, they they sort of so they taken this old demo tape uh, that John made in 1978, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've, they've polished it up. Paul's recorded new, uh, new backing vocals, uh, with some, yeah, some bass and guitar and Ringo's done the drums. Bloody hell. Oh, final score at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur one, Chelsea four. Jackson's got himself a hat trick. What is going on? What is club in crisis? Club in crisis? Club in crisis? Question mark? How do you lose to Brentford and then beat Tottenham? That's crazy. It's that's the Chelsea way. It's a it's a crapshoot every week. It seems like they only care about playing against you know Tottenham and Arsenal, and that's it. Maybe maybe Man United. And- yeah, they sort of yeah they'll they'll turn it on for the big teams, but they just they can't sort themselves out for like just the normal every sort of week in week out fixtures. Yeah. If it's a big game, they'll uh, yeah they'll 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 rise to the occasion, but. They'll justify their FIFA rating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, so uh yeah, we've we've got this this new Beatles song, Giles Martin, uh, son of son of George. Giles, son of George. 
has uh, has produced it and mixed it and whatnot. Um, and I I I don't know if is is there is George on it at all? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if they've used any of those well, they sort of original sessions. Paul, Mc- I heard Paul McCartney say that he um he did sort of a homage to George, sort of. Yeah, because in his style. Yeah, the guitar solo is. Yeah, is I mean, it, it's if it's not George, it's a very good copy. You know, it, it's yeah. Um, I'm just looking it up now. In fact, uh, so I can get some some info. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. So. Um, oh, okay, including overdubs and guitar tracks by George Harrison. Uh, so yeah, so it's probably a mix of both. Uh, oh no, wait, no, sorry, that's that's the that's free as a bird and real love. Um, that had yeah. Uh, so, huh. So this is uh, yeah. So um, and there's yeah, there's an oh no no yeah no George Harrison does uh he is credited on here. Um. Backing vocals, acoustic guitar, and electric guitar. So yeah, there is. The, so they yeah they've they've used something from those sessions from the night from nineteen ninety five uh, of his, which which is good. Uh, yeah, it means that it's you know it means that it's a legit Beatles uh, Beatles joint, you know. Um, but yeah, what so what 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 was your initial reaction to it? Um, well, for me, it kind of. Um I wouldn't say it's like my most amazing Beatles song I've ever heard. It no, I mean was, if it, I mean if it was, they uh, would have, they would have put it out already. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Um, um, my initial reaction is just like, well, it just sounded very to me, very, very John Lennon. You know, just very really that, um, that his, um. How would I call that piano style? He just—that's what he did. That, da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's just John Lennon's way of playing piano. Um, let's um, let's let's listen to a bit of it and sort of see, you know, let, let just uh, let, let, okay. <laughs> so it's sort of. Uh, you can tell it's sort of, you know, a late oh, 70s yeah. kind of sound. Yeah, 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 I'm getting that. I love that, that sound, very 70s. Yeah. Know. It's quite a long intro. I wasn't, I'm not so sure about the, um... What do they call those things? You'd have them in school where you had, like, a tube and you could swing it round your head. And, and, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what those are called. This, this, I mean, I mean, yeah. You got. I'm guessing that's John doing the backing vocals there. I mean, it obviously falls on the on yeah. the lead. And then, yeah, it's a sort of. Little, yeah, you know, this sort of sound. It's kind of Abbey Road-ish, you know. This, this probably could have been on, you know, one of the, the, yeah. the last albums. It's very unlike Ringo on the drums because he's not banging the toms for me. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's not that kind of thumping that you, you know, you, you know, Ringo for. 
And we go, yeah, so this is. Yeah. What can you do that for, Ringo? Yeah, it's much more, much more subtle drumming from Ringo. And you got like a, yeah, kind of a pretty solid riff there from George. I mean, that, that's, like, that's a weird guitar he's got. Yeah. I, think. Um, I don't know what they call that. Maybe that's a pedal steel. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe he's putting it through a pedal, maybe. Or he's doing a bit of talk box, because, I don't know. Maybe Peter Frampton was in on the studio. Uh, Could have been, yeah. Maybe him and John were neighbours. You never know. But no, I just felt like that. I don't know, the, the having, um, uh, um, who, who, why, why did they have to have, um, um, oh God. Uh, what are you, are you, are you having a stroke? What What are you? Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying <laughs> to think of an, obsc- of, of, of a current artist. It'd be really funny. If they turned up on this track. Oh yeah, I I I, I was uh, I was taken aback by the the Dua Lipa. Uh, yeah, why was Dua Lipa on this? I mean, she's you know she's she's she's, not ba- in the she's barely uh, she's barely even in the Beatles. She's too young. She's, she's hardly in the Beatles. She's not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, know, obviously like the, we're having uh, the, we're having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke. That wasn't the new Beatles song. Yeah, I mean, at one point, was, at, at one point, it might as well have been. You know, in in 1973 or whenever it was that it came out, yeah. that you know that that might as well have been a new Beatles track. But uh, yeah, um, no, that, that. But I I don't know. Yeah, I I thought it was fine. Do you know I, what I, I think? What? I think I think instead of John Lennon, they 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 got um, Kevin Parker from Tame Impala to do the voice of John Lennon because he sounds like John Lennon. They could have done, yeah, it, yeah. They, they honestly, they might as well have done. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think there is definitely, yeah. I, I think especially now that you can kind of get like those a like if you could you can use AI to make John Lennon say you know sing anything. It is kind of like well, we already had that, and it's called Tame Impala. Um, um but yeah i i um i liked it i i thought it, it it's not it's it's if the, you know if they're going to do like you know one more beatles song um it could have it could have been a big pile of dog shit and i don't think this was uh yeah, that's what i was worried when i initially read like was it maybe a year or two ago that like peter jackson's going to use technology to artificially Simulator John Lennon's voice is like, oh no, yeah, it's gonna be like robot John Lennon voice or something. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like, yeah, hello, Paul, you are quite good at turning me on. You are the best, Paul. I love you. (laughs) You are hearing me talk. Yoko was the reason we broke up. You've turned into Jerry Jackson. That is not John Lennon. <laughs> I can't do Be- Scout. I'm John Lennon from Bean Tools. Hey, all right, mates, calm down. From Liverpool. I can't do Scouts. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. I thought I, The general reception seems to have been very positive. I've seen one person on Twitter that I follow say that it was really bad. But then again, that particular person... Uh, 
from what I can tell, only listens to uh, Grateful Dead and Fish Bootlegs. So it's kind of like... So that's a real cool person. Take that with a pinch of salt, you know? I don't go to Twitter for my takes on the Beatles because it seems to be everyone I follow hates the Beatles for some reason. I mean... Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very cool because the Beatles have kind of been everywhere for the last couple of years. You know, after the documentary and everything, you know, there's been the inevitable reissues of all of their stuff and that you know so yeah you, you still you've still got oh the people. it's all right when taylor swift does it but when the beatles do it, oh, <laughs> yeah exactly right. yeah well because she leaves clues oh yeah this she clue, she's leaves. she's communicating with us through the through the clues her fans are all you know her fans are really cool her, her fans, fans are, are notoriously very chill and them. very cool real nice people judging by real how nice. like you know a, a Big portion of them reacted when she came out and said, "No, I'm not secretly gay." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stop projecting that onto me. Uh, yeah, very, very cool fandom. I love it's, when they it's it's amazing that make a huge amounts of threads of his his white hair swift is secretly homophobic. Yeah, and then <sighs> you, yeah, if you scroll a little further down, it'll be like, "Here's a thread as to why she's actually secretly gay." Uh, just be like, okay, you got to pick one, guys. Like, yeah, it conflict. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing that her fans are now having to uh, that th- yeah they're having to learn about uh, the NFL and American football now. <laughs> they're all Chiefs fans. It's yeah, uh, yeah it's so because it's like judging by her like history of dating guys, it's like they're gonna have to learn all of this stuff, and then in like I don't know by like Easter. They're not. She's not even going to be with Travis Kelsey anymore. You know, she's going to be dating someone else. So it, it, yeah, it's. If they don't make the the Super Bowl, no, still should. It was the reason they didn't make the Super Bowl was because of Taylor. Yeah, if yeah, if and and if they do make the Super Bowl, it's because of Taylor. Yeah. So we, we win. We win. Every yeah, they, yeah, they win either way. They're uh, yeah. They're, it's like that that but, meme of uh, Mac from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" saying, like, "No, I'm playing both sides, so I always come out ahead." Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, the Beatles. Um. Seriously, folks. The Beatles. Um. But seriously, folks, we've had a lot of fun tonight. But there's nothing fun about the Beatles. Stay safe out there. Dead serious. Dead serious. They smoked marijuana, okay? They smoked the Very, marijuana like a cigarette. Is that is that what you, you want? I mean... Is that, is that cool? The, the song Taxman, I mean, these guys are huge libertarians, okay? They're, they're, they're massive. Yeah, they were, yeah. Never forget the fact that they were, you know, they, they were like, what, like 24 years old? They'd had money for the first time in their lives. Like, this is a, everybody being like, oh, they, they, they're... Oh, they they want to dodge their taxes. They're they're making these big statements about money. It's just like, mate, they're like kids that have money for the first time in their lives. Like they want to keep. Like, of course they're going to write a song about it. Like, fucking calm down. The Beatles' yeah. politics were pretty suspect. Pretty sus. John Lennon. I mean, that guy. Mm. Secret, secret Nazi. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. yeah, there's that uh, there's that Onion uh, article where it's like a uh, local man gets sick little thrill out of telling everybody that John Lennon beat his wife. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that's why I feel like that on Twitter where people are like, they've got a reminder, like, yes, we all know John Lennon was a bit of a... Yes! I know. It's <laughs> we like, know. It's like, there's not... 
that's not a grey area. Like, the, in fact, the people that really think that John Lennon was like a genius for talking about peace and wanting to end war are like the dumbest motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. Those people are the stupidest and most boring people on earth. Like that, that think that. Like, it, like John Lennon was a prick. Like that's not up for debate. Everyone knows that. Like that's such a like, like that's yeah. It's it's been talked about to death. Like it's such a like open thing. Like it's not even a secret. Like you know, fucking smacked his wife around, abandoned his kid. You know, made fun of. There's a clip of him at the Royal Variety performance, like pretending that he's got like that he's got like learning disabilities. Like he's doing a really offensive yeah. impression of like somebody with like yeah, like oh, mental uh, disabilities. Like yeah, he's he's uh yeah, not a nice guy. There's that other clip of him saying that he's allowed to say the N-word. <laughs> yes, his famous song, that's the other one. His famous Oh yeah, w- mm, yeah. <laughs> women are the uh, are the yeah. Yeah, just a very cool concept in general to have like, to have thought of, vocalized, and then put in a song. Just yeah, insane. Um, but there's always that picture. It's almost like the one that every time I'm on Twitter, it's either the picture of, um, I think it's Rose McGowan, and the guy from It's Always Sunny, and they're sort of he's got his art. Either he's got his arm around it. It's always that at picture people would always post, or it's the picture of John Lennon doing a silly walk. Yeah, because because he was you know into Python and the Goon Show and everything, so he was always a bit yeah doing silly weird jokes like that. That was sort of, that and was people- that was a big takeaway from uh, the Get Back documentaries was uh, how annoying John Lennon must have been <laughs> to hang out with, given that he he really thought that he was the funny one, <laughs> like yeah. Like he he really was just yeah just making like really stupid annoying jokes all the time that didn't even make any sense. But because he's John Lennon and he's quote unquote the funny one, like he's just playing up to it. And it's just like man, fucking just be just be John for a second. Like you don't have to be like you know. I mean, it's, you can even hear it on the Let It Be record. You know, it's like I, I dig a pygmy. It's like doing like these sort of, you know, on the deaf age. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. Like if, he's it's, like he's on the Goon Show or something, and it's just like yeah. shut up. Yeah, I'm not here for that, man. Like I'm here to just fucking play the songs. Like just sing, sing, and play the guitar. I, I, you're not, you're not funny enough to get away with that. There is the um the video for this song that came out where it's all sort of different um uh little clips they've got from they've sort of imposed sort of very forest gump stuff yeah some of it looks and, a bit better than other like there some of yeah. it looks a little bit wobbly where especially some of the stuff they got john lennon doing it looks really weird yeah yeah i think it's from i think it's from the magical mystery tour where he's all sort of doing yeah the stuff where he's like dancing around and pulling faces does look a bit like yeah. um Oh, what's that? What's that website where like it's like like animated greeting cards where you put a photo of yourself and then there's like it's you see like the animated like elf or whatever dancing around with your face on it. Fuck, what's that called? From like the like the early two thousands, it was like you 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 have like a Christmas card and there'd be like a yeah. group of elves and like the main elf would have like your face on it and they'd be doing like a crazy disco. You know, they'd be doing like a Saturday Night yeah. Fever dance or whatever. But that that shit had a name, and I can't remember what it's called. 
but it looks like it, it, it's it's not too far from that like it, it it doesn't it kind of looks like you know hey you can you know you can make john lennon do whatever you whatever you want like it's like a vr game where like yeah. you can you can make john lennon do whatever you want <laughs> vr chat of uh someone's john lennon is yeah yeah but um i don't know i i, I just i want I don't know whether this is necessarily going to be a song that's going to like win over a lot of the uh, the zoomers out there. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, obviously it's it, not because I mean, it, you it know, feels, it's 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 a demo tape from fucking nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It's not gonna it's not gonna change anyone's mind on the Beatles that wasn't already into them. But then it's just sort of no. like, uh, why should it? But I mean, they're the Beatles. Like, why? It, no, you know, like that that would be that that actually. That would be a really funny uh, bit to do on Twitter, and I'm sure somebody has done it unironically. But to be like, the Beatles are putting out new material, but they're showing that they're still behind the times. Like they haven't, you know, they're not, <laughs> they're not even they're not even trying to court a new audience. They're happy just resting on their laurels, doing the same old stuff. Give us a trap beat. Give us a give us a give us a Megan the Stallion verse. You know, get Megan on the on the song. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> featuring uh, oh fuck, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you didn't didn't take you as long that time. Yeah, my old man brain. Yeah, got there in the end. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that'd be really funny to sort of pretend, like pretend like you're mad that like the Beatles haven't like <laughs> haven't like tried to like diversify their sound or whatever. We should bring back the Beatles, but with. Completely different people. They should, yeah, they should reboot the Beatles so that they've got a fresh new attitude for the nineties. Yo, get rid of all this peace and love. It's it's, it's all about you know, yeah. Get all this. All you need is peace and love. like literally like the Ruttles. All you need is cash. Yeah, we need. Yeah, they need. To, we need. We need. We need. We need a new set of Beatles. One that are in your face. One that are edgy. You know. One that just gonna say no to their. You know. This ain't your granddaddy's Beatles. This is this is a. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Pete Davidson. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking uh, who else? If we were, like, if we were really doing this, uh, Timothy mm, Chalamet. Mm, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Um, the, the uh, um, oh, Jack. Uh, what's his name? The like the country guy that also ra- the country guy that raps, Jack. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Oh. He sucks, but like he's like he's inexplicable. He's very popular. Jack is it Jack Harlow? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and Machine Gun Kelly. I think he's too old. I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but I think he's... Yeah, but he's a pop-punk guy, so, like, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're you know... I was thinking, doesn't matter how old they are, they're only interested in... For some reason, they're only interested in the young. I don't know why. Hmm, mm. Probably probably nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, no, nothing insidious or suspicious about that, but, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, instead of... Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, 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 sorry, I've, 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 I've had a minor brain fart again. Um, um, 
Okay. I'll, I'll give you a more softball question. Um, so, like, you know, like, th- this is sort of... I, basically, I think, you know, we're, we're pro now and then, right? Like, you know, this this new song, yeah. I think we, we like it, right? Like, it's... it's yeah, it's, I think I think this is you know it's it's for the fans, it's for the it's for the diehards. Yeah, it's for the. In it's almost like a. We still love you. We still love you, fans. Yeah, sort of thing kind of a shout out, yo. Yeah, and it's sort of you know it, it's sort of, and it's a sort of sweet kind of reflection from John on his friendship with Paul, you know, which is nice to hear. Especially given that that was sort of the the thing I had kind of a, a hard time with, um, not necessarily hard time. Like the thing that kind of like was weird in my brain was hearing hearing young John Lennon singing with old Paul McCartney was uh, very strange. You know, like just sort of you know, obviously John Lennon is sort of frozen in time. He's you know he's just he's going to be that age forever now. Um, but hearing, you know, like 80-year-old Paul McCartney singing along with him with his 80-year-old man voice um, yeah, was kind of, a, yeah, so it, I, it, was a, it was very stark in the way that it's sort of like, you know, Paul's lived a whole life, you know, he's lived a whole 40 extra years than, than John, but they're 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 connected forever you know like you know they're still they're still the beatles you know it's yeah yeah, that kind of that 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 freaked my bean a little bit you know i thought the real poor died like back in oh yeah that's true actually yeah seven he died in what was it 1965 yeah i mean that's why he wasn't wearing any shoes socks on the yeah and that's uh, why he was facing he was facing away uh from the camera on the the back cover and when in the end of Strawberry Fields, he says, it's not cranberry sauce or whatever, it's, I buried Paul. Miss him, miss him. Yeah, that's, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, the, the other one was that uh, Rubber Soul is an upside down heart, uh, which, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you need, to quote Itchy and Scratchy, you need a heart to live. So, uh, and Paul doesn't anymore. So that's but that that's legitimately yeah. one of the clues that apparently points to Paul yeah. being dead is that the Rubber Soul <laughs> on the album cover of Rubber Soul Rubber Soul is like in the shape of an upside down heart the words Rubber Soul um so that means that yeah that, I guess that means that Paul's dead um but yeah whoever the new guy is that's playing Paul McCartney is you know he's he's he's, he's 8 years old now or whatever you know he's he's an old man yeah. Yeah, and um, and also like if he yeah. was, if it is like a different guy playing Paul McCartney, he still was in the Beatles from nineteen sixty five. Like you know what I mean? Like for for that final five years of the Beatles from sixty five to seventy, he was still in the Beatles, writing and singing and performing all those songs. So it's like, what the fuck? Like why 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 does that make it less relevant? I've never really understood that uh, that conspiracy theory. That like, okay, well if it is some other guy, like. Doesn't that mean he's that he's doing be- a really good job? Yeah. Doesn't that mean that yeah. he's better than the original Paul McCartney? Doesn't that mean that he's better than the actual Paul McCartney? I don't know. Where do all these Where do all these crazy kooky theories come from? Um, 
Well, who starts them? I don't know. Well, um, I mean, we were we were just talking about Twitter and you know the Swifties. I mean, that you know, it's, well, it's very I mean, easy back to in see the, how all this stuff in, starts. Back in the sixties and seventies, like where who would have where would you go to hear of rumours of? You'd, would you suppose the music magazines? Yeah, or? you just yeah music <laughs> music magazines, raid pirate radio shows, probably like you, you just you gotta you gotta do something. You know, there wasn't. <laughs> There was only there was, was taking weed and LSD and listening to. They were taking weed. Oh, they were they were injecting the marijuanas into their straight into their, their testicles. Veins. I heard, and then they just, and then they 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 pass around a uh, they pass around a baby, and if you don't kill it, they ate the baby. If you don't, yeah, if you don't eat the baby, you get kicked out. The California cheeseburger. <laughs> that's that's the, I cut. I th- did we, we we did an episode about like you know your favorite like uh sort of playground urban legends that you know stuff that kids at school told you that was yeah. and I, that was that was one that I heard about Slipknot where it was like or Ma- maybe it was Marilyn Manson it was like yeah if you if you go to a Marilyn Manson concert or a Slipknot concert um they pass ar- the crowd they pass around a puppy in the crowd and if you don't kill the puppy they kick you out of the concert <laughs> Yeah. Although nowadays Slipknot kick their drummer now out. Now they kick their drummer out. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody saying that, that he's uh yeah, that it's a very poor decision and it, he's the best drummer in the world, which is like Calm down, man. It's uh people saying Slipknot are doing a panic at the disco where it's only Corey Taylor left in the band. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, the, the, I saw that there was a thing where like, you know, that people are concerned about like the the amount of members leaving Slipknot. It's like well, yeah, there's fucking nine of them. Like, yeah, obviously there's going to be a lot of people coming in and out. Like, it's one thing if you've got, like, four guys in a band. Like, he's, like, Corey Taylor's not, he's not Marky Smith fucking firing his entire band every album. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's nine guys in that band. They've all got lives. They're all, Slipknot have been going for, like, what, 25 years? Like. Forever, like, yeah. They're all, like, you know. They must be in their fifties now. Old, they're all man. like, yeah, they're all, yeah. they're all dads. Some of them are probably close to being granddads. Like, yeah, it's hard to go out, wear the fucking yeah. mask, and headbang every night. You get a bad back and a bad neck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, also, it's funny to me that it, it's. Um, because I was I was looking at uh, possibly getting tickets to go see uh, Bruce Springsteen next summer because he's announced some dates at Wembley, um, and he's he's probably top of my list. I've never never seen him before. Really want to feel like time is maybe running out because a lot of members of the E Street Band are sort of dropping off. They're either retiring or dying. Um, you know, the boss himself is is well in his seventies. I don't know how many he he surely can't keep doing these like you know three and a half hour like marathon shows that he does. Um, and you know, I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to see Bowie live. I never saw Prince. I never saw George Michael. You know, there's all these sort of legendary artists that like you know I, I kind of regret not not seeing. Um, but I looked at ticket prices and thought, man, fuck that. <laughs> um, it just absolutely not. No, no way. But it's yeah. it's kind of sweet how yeah. like uh, the they basically they're basically doing like E Street Band Juniors now like there was you know like there was S Club uh, you know S Club Seven and then there's you know there's the S Club Juniors or Muppet you know Muppets and Muppet Babies because 
I believe so. Since Clarence Clements died, the uh, the sax player for the E Street Band, I think it's his nephew uh, that plays sax for them now. Um, and the drummer Max Weinberg, whenever he can't play, because I think he was he was the band leader for Conan O'Brien's house band when he had his show. Um, so whenever he couldn't tour with them or whenever he couldn't do shows, his son. Jay Weinberg, the aforementioned Slipknot drummer, uh, would fill in on drums for him. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they, they basically, yeah, it's like the E Street Band, the next generation, all the kids of the original E Street Band members are now like filling in for them um, when they play. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jay Weinberg's gearing up to take over full time from the old man in the, uh, in the E Street Band. Uh, yeah. See the thing is, I don't know much about um, Springsteen, so um, you're uh, you're 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 a damn fool. You gotta you gotta you gotta change that, man. It's he's great. Mm. He's he, I, I I don't know what to tell you. You gotta you gotta you gotta get into that. Um, what should we I, just to sort of go, just to sort of put a bow on the Beatles thing? Um, so we like we like the new song. Um, what do you reckon? Because I. This is sort of an interesting thing. Maybe we've talked about it before. I can't remember. What would you say is like the worst Beatles song or like your least favorite Beatles song? Because I feel like mm. the ones that people commonly say are the worst Beatles songs uh, are actually fine. Um, we saw, you know, we obviously we did. We talked about, you know, uh, musictoilet.com and. You know their their ranking of the worst songs ever made. You know, like obla di obla da. You know, re, that that frequently comes up uh, as no, I would, um, not just the worst Beatles song, but like the wor- one of the worst songs ever made. And it just isn't. It's it's fine. It's fun. Uh, it's whatever. That's just that's just saying, I don't really hate any of the Beatles songs. What about some I of mean, the stuff on the White Album? Because there is some real crap hmm. on there. Thing is, because I'm a bit of a weirdo, so some of the stuff on the wet album I don't necessarily mind. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I forgot. I forgot who I'm talking I'd to have, here. I'm talking I, to the I'd fucking to... Beatles Joker here. You're so twisted. Yeah, I'm so, so like, random. So like bungalow, like bungalow Bill and Rocky Raccoon and all hey, that shit. Hey, Buffalo Bill. I sometimes sing Buffalo Bill to myself when I'm out doing something. Buffalo, where did you kill Buffalo Bill? I mean, I know they're you know, but um. <clears throat> It's weird because I don't necessarily hate any of their songs, so it's very difficult for me to really find. That's that. Frankly, is that's that's a that's the answer of a coward. Uh, that's I'd have to really work hard. I mean, you 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 you, you give me some of yours because uh, I'll, I'll see. You I, let, yeah, let's let's take. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna look up the track listing for the White Album because I think there is. That's. I mean, I guess Helter. I mean, I know you liked Helter Skelter, but I personally wasn't. I mean, I wasn't like the biggest. Like, oh, I, I kind of was eh, not really into that one. But well, uh, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> new. Oh, wow. So that yeah, new the new left criticism of the White Album. Because of uh, what they said on Revolution, I guess. I guess John mm. said Chairman Mao wasn't very good. 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Chairman, now that's what I call music. What have we got here? So, side one, side one. We got back in the USSR. Dear Prudence, Glass Onion, Obla Di Obla Da. Okay. Yeah, all, 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 all great. Good. I think those are all bangers. All good. Yep. Uh, Wild Honey Pie. Yeah. That one's just them going Honey Pie. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you got two songs named Honey Pie on the fucking album, haven't you? You got the regular Honey Pie uh, towards the end. Yeah. Um. And I do like that one, Honey. You are driving me. That's probably one of my favorites. Uh, oh, you got- I'm in love, but I'm lazy. Yeah, uh, continuing story of Bungalow Bill, that can fuck off. Um, Martha, my dear, I love. Uh, I'm so tired, I quite like. Blackbird, obviously, is a classic. Piggies Mm. and Rocky Raccoon can fuck off. I think both of those, both of those suck shit. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I never liked the intro of Rocky Raccoon where it's like Paul McCartney's doing a voice. Yeah, that's Whenever stupid. I hear Paul McCartney doing a voice, it's always a bit L, it's mm. always a bit... Yeah. yeah, that's sort of... Because even on Band on the Run, like uh, 1985, that's a great song, but he is he's doing a voice all the way through it and it's just like, why are you doing that, man? Like this... Just sing it, just sing it normally. He's doing like, oh my God, get enough of that sweet stuff, old little lady. It's like, that's not... Why are you singing it like that? That's weird. Um, what else we got here? Yeah, Rocky Raccoon, Don't Pass Me By. I mean, that's a that's a Ringo track. Ringo gets a mm. Ringo gets you know gimme status. You know he gets he gets a pass. Why don't we do it in the road? That's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I will. Couldn't I like that? One. I can't even remember it. I don't. I, I don't think I could hum that. Who knows that. how long I loved you? You know I love you nah. still. Well, um, I wait a lonely lifetime. If you want me to, I will. Uh, Julia. Julia's a good one. Um, yeah. Birthday. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's like a silly, silly bit of nonsense. Uh, yeah, blues. That's again silly bit of nonsense, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Mother Nature's Son, yeah, could live without that. Yeah, I'd like that one. It's all right, don't mind it. Everyone's got something. Um, everyone's got something to hide except me and my monkey. That one can fuck off. <laughs> that's is that that's John Lennon being more punky, being sort of yeah. Your inside is in. Your inside. That's him trying to do a sort of kind of carrying on. I feel the um, I am the warrus kind of like everything's yeah. a bit nonsensical and yeah. yeah, yeah, just saying a bunch of words basically. Um, sexy Sadie never really had any real attachment to that one. Sexy Sadie, Helter Skelter. I mean, you know, I, I guess we're we're divided eh. on that. I like I I like Helter Skelter. You you don't. Well, I don't want to say I hate it. It's just like yeah, I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Controversial so, podcaster Yates slams Helter Skelter. Hates it. Shite. <laughs> uh, long, long, long. That's a nice one. I like that one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's a good George song. Maybe, maybe too quiet, but you know. Yeah, I do like it. Uh, Revolution one, because the that's fine. The version that's on the album is like the acoustic one, though, isn't it? Because the single yeah. version is like the one with all the distorted guitar. Just I think a, that's that's better. yeah. So it's basically a live version. Yeah, live that one's version. that one's better. Uh, honey pie, honey pie, and Savoy truffle can both fuck off. 
Um, no, I, I don't. I don't mind honey pie. The it's a bit. I know it's a bit Cornwall prawn carney, but yeah, I don't mind the um, chorus of honey pie. I like. I like. You are drive. I, I do. I do sing it to myself every now and then. Savoy truffle seems like that's George sort of trying to do like a wacky John song. If you yeah, he had a thing with pigs. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What was his obsession with pigs? Was he going through a sort of hate pork? Did he have a bad sausage roll at the time or something? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, there is that story about them, uh, obviously, when they, when they went to India and stayed out there. Uh, Ringo hated the food so much that he had, a, uh, he had a load of baked beans, like, shipped over so that he could make beans on toast for himself while Proper he was there. British. Which is like, yeah, we, I... <laughs> How can you hate Ringo, man? Like that's like, that's like the fucking that's the most dickless move I think for people that want to be edgy is people that slag off Ringo. Like just yeah, fuck oh, off, that's something that kind of annoys me. Some of the memes where like, um, they'll have like there was the one I saw recently where someone's like, Paul Paul McCartney on this some documentary about the Beatles. It was a great time, greatest oh the greatest Beatles. The Beatles are great. John Lennon. Ah, it was sheer to hate the Beatles. Uh, George. It was a drag. Uh, uh, Ringo, I played the drums. Like, yeah, but, why? Why are we presenting Ringo like he's stupid? Yeah, but also he did play the drums. <laughs> but like, he did play the drums. What, what do you but, want him to say? He played the drums. And, <laughs> like, he did do but, that. To be fair, I thought it was kind of funny, but I still felt it was a bit unfair on Ringo. Yeah, I don't think, yeah he's like not like a yeah. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't um, stupid. He was just. I think he. He was just. <laughs> naturally just sweeter than the rest of them like he just you know he, he was, was just a normal guy yeah just a know. bloke that was just happy to be there like i think he was maybe yeah. maybe the only one of them at the time that recognized how lucky they were to be like living the life they they were yeah. in like you know there's there's something to be said for that to have a guy that kind of keeps reminding you of of that you know that keeps you grounded i, I mean there's there's so many great moments in the get back documentary where you sort of see that they all ringo was the only one that they all agreed on you know like thing you know in amongst like the rest of the the lineup they all loved ringo so they all they all make the time to chat with ringo and spend time with him and there's you know there's a bit when they when they're sort of debating whether or not to do the rooftop concert or not like you know george harrison's like it's sort of talking to the camera about like you know i i'll do it if i have to but i, I don't want to go on the roof and then Ringo just walks past in the background and says, I want to go on the roof. And then the next, literally the next shot is them setting up all their equipment on the roof. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I think there's, there was two of them that wanted to do, I think Paul and Ringo wanted to do the rooftop concert and John and George really didn't. But I think because Ringo wanted to do it, they all, they were all, they all kind of put it aside and were just like, okay, well, fine. Ringo says, Ringo says we're doing it on the roof. We're doing it on the roof. Yeah, which is yeah. At least you couldn't. Re- at least you couldn't replace him with Clapton. Christ, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, what what else? We the last few tracks on the White Album here. Cry, baby, cry. I can't even remember that one. Cry, baby, cry. Um, hard enough to know. Baby. Revolution number nine, which is just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It's just sounds bollocks. It's bloody. Bollocks. It's not even a song. It's just bloody. Random noise. Yeah, it's like, and it's really, it's like eight minutes and it's just noise. It's just noise. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like, it. 
I think it's, it says a lot that the White Album has, like, probably some of the worst Beatles songs ever made on it. But, like, Revolution Number no. 9 doesn't even enter into that conversation. Like, you know, it's just... It's, it's an avant-garde collection of recordings and samples. Uh, you know, it's cool to hear something that weird on a, on a record by a band that were the biggest band in the world. Uh, the, the biggest band ever. Basically, you know, it, it's cool to hear something that that arty and that that weird on a you know on a a, a huge record like that. Um, yeah, and then you got "Good Night" at the end, another Ringo song. Like I said, Ringo just gets a free pass. You know, none of his none of his uh, Beatles songs. Uh, about it. yeah, you can't I, you can't. I don't know. Again, you know, like the the the, the whole sort of thing of like you know oh, Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles, and you know oh the Beatles were so high they even let Ringo write some songs, and it's just like fuck off. I love Octopus. Octopus is is that did he actually write? Octopus Garden, yeah, because there's there's a moment in in Get Back where you see him kind of uh sort of he, he sort of presents his sort of bare bones I- ideas for it to George, and George is like kind of giving him pointers on like how to how to improve it like musically like you know like how the sort of how how the melody should go and stuff which is which is very sweet it, it's it's a it's a really nice moment um but yeah uh yeah so yeah there's there's some there's some there's some shit on uh on the white album uh but you you can't think of another beatles song that you don't you 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 don't like um Maybe something off of because I'm not really a fan of the Let It Be era, so I kind of. Um, I mean, I, I, I just don't like. Yeah, my hot take. I'm not really a fan of Let It Be the the song. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I'm not really a fan of that era, and that generally that's probably my least favorite album. As I, you know, it's got it's not. Um, it's got Phil Spector's bloody production. Yeah, Phil Spector. Um, yeah, his his shit ruins that album really. But I don't know. Yeah, Let It Be is a weird one because it's still got like some of the best songs they ever did on it. Um, yeah. Even though I don't. Know, yeah, even though it's regarded as like you know one of the one of their worst <laughs> albums, it's um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you still got. You still got, you got get back, let it be, long winding roads, cross the universe, like yeah, some it's still good. Like I like the digger pony. I mean, that's still John Lennon doing his weirdo, abstract gobbledygook. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I like yeah, I like digger pony. I like uh, I've got a feeling one off the nine oh nine is fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good songs on there, but it does kind of. It just it, it does sound just when I, I used to listen to it at school, like and I'm like the the mics the the their vocals sound so bad, like to me, mm. like they, they sound so muffled. They don't sound like clean and yeah. I think like usually yeah, do. trying to do the whole album like live with no overdubs uh, is sort of a I can I, I admire the sort of ethos behind it but yeah it it does it it means that the record doesn't sound particularly good you know like why not just yeah you've written some of these really good songs uh why not just spend the extra time you know 
doing some doing some more takes and trying to get it you know trying to get it sound as as good as you did with a bunch of the others you know about you you know the other stuff you did i don't know um let's do some cultural appropriation shall we okay so this is the bit of the show where we uh, talk about things uh, and stuff that we like that you the listener may also enjoy um lawrence it's that time. It's it's everybody's been no, waiting for the whole I, show. I, I I got. I'll just do some uh, records okay. this week. Um, well, since we've done the Beatles, um, give "All Things Must Pass" by George Harrison a listen, please. Yeah, um, good shout. Please do that if you haven't done it. Um, because George Harrison is my personal favorite member of the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and also. If you haven't seen Life of Brian, because he he put up the money for that film, uh, yeah, that's it's, it, yeah, I know. Python of some of the members of Python have kind of soiled their legacy, but man, I fucking hey, I saw Life uh, of Brian was a really good film. Yeah, I I saw uh, on on hotel TV last week. Um, I was I was out of town and I saw uh, the James Bond film, The World Is Not Enough. And that was the that was the one where they were like sort of trying to prime uh, John Cleese as the new like the the guy that was going to take over from Q in that film. And uh, yeah. man, does he suck in that film! I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really funny stuff in that film that's completely like dated. Like literally, the opening sequence, Bond like falls down the side of the Millennium at that point, what was known as the Millennium Dome. Um, yeah, and then at the at the end, there's a Millennium Bug joke, and yeah, man, yeah, but yeah, John Cleese being like, oh yes, uh, don't, don't, don't try to pay attention, 007. Oh my god, fuck that guy. And um, the uh, again, uh, I've mentioned him before, but Arthur Russell, yes, um, no longer with us, but of somehow course. still brought out an album. Uh, what do you reckon? Is it like picture- a like a two pack situation? He faked his death. Yeah, prob- I think so. He's on a beach in <laughs> I, Cuba somewhere. I, yeah. He's probably hanging out in New York Underground still. He's probably still playing cello. Yeah. Just nobody noticed. No one noticed. Nobody yeah, noticed Because New York. No, I mean, I made a joke to myself that a Bigfoot could walk through New York and no one would give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Arthur Russell's brought out a, a, no, a new comp- compilation of some of his music, a picture of a bunny rabbit. Ah. Um, yeah. And... Um, those are my recommendations. Okay, this week, listeners. So that's so market in the. I, I don't know. You know, you listeners at home. You probably got the two columns of you know. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence has something to recommend. Lawrence has uh, not not prepared anything to <laughs> yeah, recommend. I found, I've, but this this I is found some stuff. This is one of the weeks where yeah, Lawrence actually uh, Lawrence actually uh, did the bare minimum required of him. So uh, well done. Um, I'll recommend. I, I I mentioned it earlier, but yes, the the Beckham documentary on Netflix um, is is very good. Uh, it's in four parts. I was absolutely floored by the fact that nobody prepared me. Nobody had warned me ahead of time that it's directed by the actor Fisher Stevens. Um, oh yeah, which is in from Hackers, from Hackers, well, from Succession, from Friends, from a, one episode of Columbo. 
From sort of later year collection. Yeah, he's in he's in one episode. He's in an early episode of Friends, isn't he? Where he's, he plays like a like a psychiatrist that Phoebe's dating. Yeah, and he's like and uh, a rather unfortunate. Uh, rest in peace, Matthew short, Perry. By the way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, wait, there's rather it's rather a sort of. Uh, you're talking about short he, circuit. He says, no, um, you're talking about um, Fisher Stevens in in Friends, where he says to Chandler, uh, I, "I don't want to be there when the laughing stops." Oh yeah. Anyway, but. <laughs> Mm. Well, anyway. yeah, I mean, you know, jokes on him. He the laughter stops and he's here. So I guess, uh, yeah, no. I thought you were going to say Fisher Stevens in uh, is it Short Circuit or Short Circuit Two? Yeah, I wasn't. I was going to go. I was going to let you do that. Yeah, where he uh, plays and he plays a character of a different ethnic background, uh, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So Fish Stevens directs this David Beckham documentary, and it's very bizarre to hear him behind the camera asking questions to like Paul Scholes and Gary Neville and stuff. Um, yeah, what a bizarre world we live. Yeah, that what a that, that world, it, it, that part of it is kind of bizarre. It is also it, it's it's notable for the fact that uh, Gary Neville is an executive producer on on the documentary. And he probably is in outside of the Beckhams themselves. He probably does pop up the most often uh, as a as a like an interview talking head guy. But there is there is some absolutely incredible footage of uh, uh, of the Beckhams' wedding, um, which I assume hadn't been released before this because it's just, it's literally just like camcorder footage from their wedding in like nineteen ninety nine. And you get to see some of Gary Neville's best man speech, and it is excruciating. <laughs> oh God, I want to. He tries this. to tell a joke about because this was this. It, it happened only. It was a, a few months after the um, the the Champions League final, you know, where they won the treble. Um, and so he tells this. He tells this really long winded joke about like. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Spice Girls, where um, and it, like his his voice is really high pitched, and it keeps it keeps breaking while he's doing his speech. Um, he's like, yeah, oh, the Spice Girls were um, were very pleased to hear that the uh, the Bayern Munich team uh, had hit, they, uh, the Bayern Munich team had been invited because the, uh, they um, the, they wanted to meet they. Uh, they wanted to meet a, a group of men who can stay on top for ninety minutes uh, and still come second. It's uh, yeah, I I think I and I'm not. I don't think I'm doing that much of an exaggeration when I tell it like that. It, the way he tells it, it goes on for fucking ever, and it's just to get to it's to just to get to that punchline. Um, it's yeah, it, it's amazing. So yeah, check out check out the Beckham documentary, even if it's just for that one bit. But yeah, you get to see sort of uh, yeah, his his dad uh, was a bit of a prick. Um, kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say abusive, uh, but um, certainly thinking it very loudly. <laughs> uh, the way that he sort of basically bullied. Uh, uh, David Beckham into just becoming a footballer and sort of made him, uh, yeah, just forced him to practice and practice and train and train and train uh, until he cried uh, a lot of the times um, and sort of wouldn't praise him when he did well because he didn't want him to get a big head. 
and it just sort of it sort of justifies that sort of shitty abusive dad uh, thing. The Roy Keane, exactly. Approach. Yeah, it's just, you know, you think like for like he's the one dad in maybe ten thousand that like pushes their kid that hard, um, and the kid makes it at the top level. Like I, I don't like the idea that that behavior is justified. Yeah. You know that that yeah. you know these sort of. It's only going to encourage dads on Sunday shouting at their kids. Exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, 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 that element of it is kind of quite eye-opening, and also you realise um, that Beckham kind of did. <laughs> he did pretty well to win as many trophies as he did, considering that he really did have to play under some of the worst managers of that era, like in the, the late nineties, early two thousands. He really had to play under some truly crap managers. I mean, like obviously you got Glenn Hoddle yeah. at England, who was fucking useless. Um. You know, yeah. aside the fact, beside the fact that Glenn Hoddle, I think as we've discussed on here, is just like an like an all the way fucking crazy person. Um, you know, his views on disabled people being punished for sins in past lives, to the fact that he 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 brought in when he was manager of England, he brought in not like a not like a team psychologist or like a sports psychologist or anything like that. He brought in like a spiritual advisor. To didn't he bring in Mystic Meg? That I think that was the rumor, but no, it was it was like a he basically brought in like a like, yeah like a psychic basically like yeah a, a quote unquote spiritual advisor to sort of push his weird beliefs onto the players. Um, and then yeah, when Beckham got sent off in the Argentina match, bear in mind at the time when that happened, he was twenty three years old. Hoddle was basically like just repeatedly threw him under the bus uh, in the press, yeah. saying that it was all his fault. That you know. He's let he's let England down. He's let his teammates down. He's let the nation down, and all that shit. Um, and this was after not playing him in the first couple of matches in that tournament as well. Like he he'd been key yeah. in the qualifying games to get us there. He had an amazing season at Man United, but he wasn't picking him in those first few matches. And then he picked him. He got sent off, and basically used it as an excuse to be like, "See, I was right not to pick him." Um, so yeah, fuck Glenn Hoddle. But then yeah, he had to yeah Beckham then had to play under. You had to play under uh, Carlos Quiros uh, when he went to Real Madrid. Who, I mean, what? Where is he now, Quiros? I mean, I think isn't he was he's wasn't he coach of Iran? I think so. Yeah, he's he's had a, he's had a few stints at sort of various national teams. I'm just going to look him up. Uh, Unless he left after the World Cup, I don't know. But Carlos Quiros. Last time I saw him, I think was World Cup. Last year. So he's oh so he's the Qatar manager now. He was manager of Iran. Now he's the Qatar yeah. manager. But yeah, he's he's had man, he's he's gone through so many um international teams. He's, he was Portugal manager. He's ran through. <laughs> what? He ran through. He's ran through. He's he's used up. He's washed. Yeah, he's had he, Portugal, Iran, Colombia, Egypt, Iran again, and then Qatar. <laughs> um but yeah, he's he's part of that club that because I was thinking about this earlier, you think about like uh like Pep Pep's uh, assistant managers have sort of like when they've stopped working with him, they've gone on to do kind of they've they've gone on to be sort of pretty successful in their own careers. Yeah. You think like, obviously Arteta Mikel, being the, the main example, yeah. and uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The fellow, the guy, at, huh? Is that this Leicester? City, yeah, the fellow at Leicester. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Like they're they're obviously doing really well in the championship at the moment. Whereas like you think of like all of like Fergie's assistants, all of Fergie's like number twos. We're all oh. shit. I mean, like, the, like we, you, Kiros, uh, McLaren, Mike. McLaren's still at Man United. Oh, yeah, he's back there. He's yeah, still- he's gone back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, McLaren was shit. Um, 
Mike Phelan was shit. Uh, what's his name? Was Felix McGath was there for a while? Yeah. Like he was fucking shit. Like yeah. Who is he with now? Is he who's who did I see Felix McGath? Isn't he with Australia? I think he's with Australia. That's mad. Let's look him up. I think he's in part of the Australian coaching staff. Felix McGath. Um, yeah, he was. So he was at Her- he was at Hertha, Hertha Berlin. Um, I, s- I swear I saw. Um, I always got mixed up either James Beattie or who was the other one? I always used to get them mixed up. One of them is part of the England coach. I swear I saw Kevin Davis. Ke- no, not Kevin Davis. It was um, Lee Phillips or something like that. Maybe it was Lee. Mm. Is it Lee Phillips something? Um, I always used to get them mixed up. Anyway, one of them is. I, was like, I swear to God, he was he's part of the England stuff. Anyway, don't worry. <laughs> um, Kevin Kevin Phillips. Oh, Kevin Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin yeah. Phillips. Um, I was like, I swear I saw him on the bench. Maybe. I swear I saw him in the England Australia, like holding up the substitute sign thing. Let's have a look, yeah. Kevin Phillips. I swear I, I was like, it just looked like Kevin Phillips. And I was like, is he on the England staff? I don't know. Let's have a look. Um, coaching career. No. He was manager of South Shields, but he left earlier this year. Um, wow, he's a cousin of Jess Phillips, the Labour politician. Well, cousins in law, sorry. Um, yeah. And it looks like he was a yeah, he was an assistant first team coach at Leicester, Derby, Stoke, South Shields. Yeah, there's nothing doesn't say anything here about him being part of the England setup. Um Oh no, that's not no Felix McGaff was um was the guy who was at manager Fulham, wasn't he? No, um, yeah. Rene Morlenstein. That's the one I'm thinking. Rene Muenstein, yeah, he's yeah. Um Never mind. Yeah. Felix McGaff was uh Well to be fair, Felix McGaff <laughs> I think he had some success at Germany anyway. Yeah, I think he did okay in Germany, but yeah, it was oh, yeah, am I thinking of Rene Muenstein when I think of uh Yeah. Uh yeah, a guy that was used to work under yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Rennie, yeah. So he was, yeah, he was, because uh, it was in the same season, like Fulham got through like three managers and they still got relegated. One of them, Muhlenstein and uh, McGath were two of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah. And then obviously back, he had to play under, he had to play on Capello twice as well, Fabio Capello at Real Madrid and then again for England, which is just like, yeah, again, you know, it's, like, one of the worst managers of that, of that era inexplicably got these very high profile well, jobs weird. but he fucking sucked yeah that's just, I sent you that quote where it's like he's saying the days of attacking football are over like, <laughs> yeah how how wrong you were so wrong yeah and it's like you're, you're saying that to like Real Madrid fans like uh, do you know where you are bro like what the fuck like yeah it's too it's the Italian way in it <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, his, his big strategy just seemed football. to be, yeah, again, you know, like we were saying earlier, just falling out with his best players. You know, he well, he left, he left Juventus because of the whole scandal match fixing back in mm. whatever year it was, two thousand five or six. You remember when yeah. he he had that he had his like rankings for the England team, like he he 
he had numerical yeah. rankings for all of the England squad, like by like how good they were. It was just like, man, I, I how how do you think that's going to help? Like in in what reality is that going to help anyone? And then you you pick Fear Walker for all the qualifiers, and then you don't pick him for the main squad. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, fucking dipshit. Anyway, um, yeah, check out the Beckham documentary. I'll also check out another thing, uh, another show on Netflix. Um, it's a, a mini series called Bodies um, that was released a few weeks ago. It's based on a graphic novel um, by uh, what's the fella's name? It's Cy, yeah, Cy Spencer. Um, that uh, I unfortunately passed away in 2021. So wouldn't have got to see this uh, this adaptation of of his work but yeah bodies it's uh, yeah very very absorbing uh, sci-fi yarn um it's uh, sort of centers it, it's very sprawling it's got kind of a cloud atlas uh, kind of vibe where it sort of it it spans all of these different eras and time periods so um basically there's there's three detectives in three different eras that are investigating apparently the same crime there's a dead body that shows up in an alleyway in Whitechapel in London um and nobody nobody seems to know who he is or how he got there so we we start in the present day as a detective in, in 2023 um and then we also see a detective in 1941 and another detective in 1890 investigating apparently the same case um and then we also see uh, uh sort of once that's established in the future in 2053 uh, a detective uh, investigating it once again. So, like I said, kind of a cloud atlas thing. You see sort of objects and characters uh, appear, you know, sort of reappearing from one of these sort of story strands in, into the next one. Everything kind of bleeds over. Um, it's got less, uh, <laughs> you know, we were talking about Fisher Stevens playing a character that wasn't really ethnically appropriate for him to play. Uh, you know, obviously Cloud Atlas has. Cloud Atlas is basically nothing but that, you know. It's actors playing, <laughs> playing characters that are uh, of different ethnic backgrounds than what they are. Um, this luckily doesn't have any of that. Um, but yeah, we got a, a great kind of central performance by uh, Stephen Graham, uh, the goat. I, for me, greatest living actor, hands down. I think Stephen Graham. Fantastic. I will watch him in anything. Um, the man is able to find. The man specializes in finding the humanity in the most monstrous of characters. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. He's, he's just got a gift. Um, and he kind of does that here again as well. But he does it again across all of these different timelines. Um, but yeah, check it out. And it, it, it doesn't it doesn't do the thing that, uh, that these type of sort of sci-fi stories do kind of post... I, I, I blame this on Lost because I think this is where it all started. But the, the, that sort of thing where it's like they'll introduce something that's weird or just slightly off and be like, oh, that's, mm, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Mm, bet you want to know more about that. Mm, well, mm, are we going to tell you? Oh, maybe we won't. Maybe mm, but that's, mm, oh, look at that. That's weird. That's weird, isn't it? That's weird. Look at that. Oh, that's weird. Like, they don't, they, there's none of that. It, 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 the story zips along in quite a satisfying way. Stuff is kind of introduced and then resolved in a in a manner that makes sense. They don't kind of drag this shit out in a way that suggests they there wasn't any ultimate <laughs> kind of 
real plan for any of it you know like it, a lot of that stuff is just sort of like oh but what if a weird thing happened okay well now we have to figure out a way to shoehorn it into the overall plot they, they don't really do any of that so um yeah it's, it's good check out bodies on on netflix when you finish watching the beckham documentary um if you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode of junior funners uh please feel free to email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com um we're on twitter but frankly not for much longer i'm i'm i've made the decision i'm gonna quit i'm i'm leaving twitter at the end of the year i don't know about you lawrence but i'm i'm done um uh, i'm gonna you're going down with the shit until yeah until elon musk decides everyone's gonna have to pay yeah or I'm just. We're all paying in the end, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's that's kind of why I'm quitting. Is yeah, the the the, the toll it's. To, I I can't it just. I don't know, man. Especially with went, like the like the, the war going on at the moment. I just. Uh, oh yeah. I'm having to scroll past so many videos of the most horrific shit, and uh, yeah, can't do it anymore. Can't do it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hanging around till uh, the end of the year, and then January first. That's it. Deleting it off my phone, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. I'm moving to Blue Sky permanently. So um, yeah, you you can follow us on Twitter, but um, you know why would you join Twitter yeah. if you're not on it at the moment? There's never been a worse time to to start. I mean, you're probably you'll probably be forced to pay now if you started Twitter. Yeah, that's the point. If if you, yeah, join Blue Sky. If you want to join Blue Sky, I've got a couple of invite codes. Um, yes, I've got, I've got five. I was going to say, Lawrence probably got no some. One, so, yeah. I've got five invite codes and no one wants them. So yeah, get at us. If you, yeah, if you're looking to join Blue Sky, send us an email, juniorfunners at gmail.com. We'll, we'll, send you, we'll send you a code. I would, I would use Blue Sky more, but it's, it feels so empty. No yeah, there's not, there. qu- there's not quite enough... There's a lot of people on there, but there's not quite enough. It, it, it's sort of, but it is getting there. It's pushing towards that kind of tipping point, I think. Um, yeah. Just need enough influence. Need a real need. You need, unfortunately, there. So you're going to need a you know, real big influence as a yeah. We're going to need. A, we're going to need like a, a, a ninja or a Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast, or someone. <laughs> yeah. Mr. One of those, one of those dead-eyed weirdos. Uh, yeah, is hey, he's building wells in Africa that we can't totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like he's doing that just totally, you know, out of the goodness of his heart. He's not making content of I, it. I know nothing about this person against my will yet again. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, bye. <laughs>